Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello and welcome to episode 133 of See You Next Wednesday, a weekly pop culture and film podcast where a single die roll decides what movies we have to see. This episode drops on October 1st, 2014, and my name is Dan Gorman. What do you call a liquid treat made out of baby sharks? <laughs> uh, what? A sharklet malted. Uh, oh. Yep. <laughs> Casey's got the shark book. Uh, Pretty good. It. Here comes the shark book number two. Who are you? Uh, oh, Casey Lyons. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and oh, there's so many. Yeah. But this one's really stupid. Uh, what do you call being bitten by a man eater of the deep? Uh, I don't know what. Shark acupuncture. Oh. There you go. <laughs> uh, awesome. Uh, yeah, it's like acupuncture. Man eater of the deep. Yeah. That's not awkwardly worded at all. No. Uh, I don't know where that page was, buddy. Oh, because I closed the book. You closed the book. Am I, is this there it? it is. Okay. I'm just going to read the first one to see. What do we got here? Why wouldn't a shark be a good MC on a quiz show? He's a shark. Just not funny. Yeah. <laughs> no, can't talk. Not yeah, talented. No. Uh, why? Because he'd stump. All the contestants. Oh, there you go. Because he bite off their arms. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Now they have stumps. Leaving also, you're stumps. Greg Legro. And I'm Greg Legro. Yeah. <laughs> What's your name, idiot? I got <laughs> confused when the book was closed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, oh man, we got tons of stuff to talk about. We played film roulette. Two of us saw Skeleton Twins, and one of us saw Blues Brothers 2000. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the new two album later, and then we're going to roll for our movies next week. You called it the new two album. The new U2 album. <laughs> new two. <laughs> saving, I'm saving a second. You're saving time on this I'm thing. shaving seconds off our podcast at every opportunity. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Greg watched an episode of 90210 for 90210. Yeah, Relay. Mm-hmm. Season two, we're working through it. That's right. And then we're going to pit two TV dads in a fight to the death at the end of the episode. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what we do. That's what we do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but first, we're going to do some itty-bitty tidbit committee. Yeah, uh, yeah. you said the whole thing. Oh, yeah. Um, we got some user feedback, and we know you're not users. <laughs> <laughs> I just I said that last week. We got week. some feedback from right. you, drug addicts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, two emails. Well, we have a third one that we'll get to in the 90210 yeah, relay, but... Right. Uh, Two emails. The first one is real quick from Craig Chaos. Uh, he said that he saw at a flea market the 90210 soundtrack, Arooney. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he bought it for 50 cents as a goof. And he said, yeah, that's it, a goof. Right. Uh, right. Mm-hmm. And he said he certainly didn't buy it for the Michael McDonald Shaka Khan duet. Um, Whoa. <laughs> and uh, he said, until Mr. Belvedere gets his uh, cancels deflated again, sincerely, Craig Chaos. That sounds like an autocorrect. Yeah, I think that's a, uh, testles, probably, or I don't testes. know. Testes? Testles? I don't know. Tent- but uh, thank you for writing us, Craig. Yep. Uh, I hope you enjoy that soundtrack, Rooney. Yeah. <laughs> and I hope your cancels are healthy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks for the email. Um, we mm-hmm. got another email. Yeah. Just to, just in today, hot yeah. off the email presses. Yeah. Um, from Joe Edwards in London. Um, he loves the London, show. London, England. Yeah, yeah, not Ontario. Yeah. Fuck that place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're you there. hear that London, Ontario. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, a bunch of pieces of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you guys eat a whole bunch of dicks? Yeah. <laughs> Not like London Uck. No. Yeah. Very good. Uh, he said that uh, he likes the show. It's one of the podcasts he looks most forward to every week. He also listens to Faculty of Horror now, and uh, he wanted us to know that we have a UK fan base. He's showed us to at least one of his friends. That's <laughs> so awesome that he's recommending us to it. Absolutely. But uh, he said the reason he wanted to write in was because last episode, Casey said he didn't consider himself a feminist, mm-hmm. which uh, he thought was a shame because he knows we don't want pop culture podcasts to get too bogged down in gender politics, but uh, that he likes that we care about these issues. And, and I'll read this next part. He said, you don't have to be a woman or go on marches to be a feminist. You just have to want equality between the sexes, which I think you guys do every time someone who is a feminist says they aren't. It contributes to the idea that there is something wrong with that, and it makes it easier for nasty misogynistic campaigns like the recent I don't need feminism because to gain fiction. Mm-hmm. So be proud that you are smart, enlightened, and feminists. And he said, keep up the good work, love, and tea, and crumpets. Which is fucking awesome. That uh, that email totally made my day. Yeah. Um, but I feel like I, I feel now that I should sort of explain myself a little. Uh, I don't consider myself a feminist because I don't like the moniker of feminism. I don't like that it's uh, that there's a gender specific mon- like moniker to it. I think that it like I mean I, I, I'm a humanist. Is that a thing? Do you know <laughs> what I mean? That's how like, I describe you. Uh, <laughs> Casey Lyons, humanist. He's the humanist. Uh, there's no one more human than I. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, I don't know. I just, I, I find um, feminism is born of, of uh, an important movement but I think that it's it's those sort of, and I hate to be the guy who goes, well, I don't really believe in any isms. But I think it's things like that 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 sort of uh, create a, a dangerous fundamentalism. Sure. Uh, and that's why I tend to shy away from it. I I think that life is too short to subjugate anybody, and 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 so that that that's the equality. It's like sort of this across the board equality that mm-hmm. that I t- that I try to espouse. You know, women, all races, everyone included. But uh, uh, but I appreciate the like. I, I appreciate the input, and in that sense, I suppose I am a feminist. But again, I don't like that it skews one way or the other. Sure. Hmm. Um, also, I'll point out whenever you are calling out uh, sexism in a movie, you're mouthing to me and Gorman. I'm lying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was always like weird, but yeah. I guess I'll just let it go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah. 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 just shaking so, your head no while you said it. Yeah. 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 I don't know. No, yeah. I I think that that um, that 
like obviously i i agree with joe in terms of the feminist thing and there was a time when i was kind of like i don't think i would call myself a feminist and then eventually i was just kind of like you know what i am but right. i also understand that like you don't have to label yourself if you don't want to like but, and the thing is like again it's putting a, a, a specific gender to it and that's that's kind of my argument against it but at the same time i mean if you think about it like like uh humankind is often referred to as mankind or as yeah. man does this or mm-hmm. man does that so i mean there are these gender like uh, y- yeah, you know, know like saying. like these things used so i i don't know again it's it's just that sort of fundamentalism of feminism that i don't that i kind of shy away from yeah, because I find it it just creates a bigger divide between men and women, and and, and I think it, it puts us further away from equality. And that mm-hmm. one to grow on. Yeah, <laughs> I well, myself uh, I don't see gender. Oh yeah, no. no! Well, no. until people are naked, then I'm like, look at them titties, look at them dicks. <laughs> I can see your. <laughs> look at them dicks. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, yeah, on- it, it's much easier to <laughs> yeah, see yeah. It's, it's, uh, yeah. when when people are naked. It, it settles all the confusion. <laughs> yeah. Whatever, I'm going to buy a beard, too. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, Joe Edwards, thank you so much for your yeah, email. It I, made my day. Made I know Casey said. It totally did. It's so heartening. I said this like uh, on the feed. It's so heartening to, to know that we've got such uh, well-spoken, eloquent, thoughtful listeners. Like, yeah. You guys mm-hmm. are the fucking best. And, and even the fact I'm that he's crying he, right now. <laughs> hey, but you're mouthing to me. You're lying as you cry. <laughs> no, why? Like, what is I just mix messages everywhere. Yeah. No, and honestly, like I, I replied really quick to his email and I and I said in it like it like honestly that he is somebody in the UK that said to a friend, Hey, check out CNX Wednesday, like holy fuck, that means so much. Like yeah. as yeah. podcast listeners, I think we all know like when you find something and you show your friends or whatever, that's not like a little, you know, gesture. It's a pretty big thing to be like, Hey, check out this show. You yeah, know what I mean? Absolutely. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. So we, thank you so we much. We are so thankful for that. Yeah. Um so what else in the itty bitty tidbit committee um, do we want to talk about? Uh, I saw a movie. Oh, what movie did you see? I saw Your Next finally. Oh, oh cool. dude, what did you yeah. think? Oh man, I loved that movie. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> Fucking every single second of that movie yeah, is the just, best. Just great. Yeah, uh, yeah. Athena and I watched it last night. We both loved it. Yeah. And even though I knew it was going to kind of take a turn, right? Because that's been mentioned. You know, yeah. I was kind of totally shocked when it did, but I was. It it just the ride you go on with the turn is so good, and yeah. it doesn't. It's it's not like the movie goes like dun dun dun. No no no. no, no. It, it, it just, just slowly goes, turns itself yeah. inside out, you and know? then it's just like, hey, guess what? This is happening now. Yeah, yeah yeah yeah. But like the tone of the last ten minutes is so radically different than the tone of the first ten. Yeah yeah. It's but it so effortlessly gets there. It's totally. great. It's not like it just you know it's like. You know, I don't know where they just throw everything out the window. All and say, of a sudden, Fuck it, yeah. we're doing this. You know, or like you know, no, the yeah. hard, like uh, it, it's like trying to combine the the hard jump of Gremlins one to two yeah. in one movie. Some people try and do that where it's like, no, we're fucking. It's crazy now. Yeah, I, we know it's I a actually movie. considered an unofficial sequel to the <laughs> Gremlins franchise. <laughs> I don't know why I use that for yeah. an example, but I couldn't think of anything. But no, I know what you mean because no, but it, yeah, again. yeah, and and it was set up like a lot of people talk about the shift it takes. But I feel like that was almost in reaction to the fact that on its surface it just looked like another the strangers or another yeah, you know absolutely. like and, and I actually kind of like the strangers no, too. And which one is that? Is that Luke Wilson or is that Live uh, Live Tyler? Live Tyler. Uh, the Luke ten. Wilson one is Vacancy, which right. I actually kind of like too. I, I can't remember I which one, one is which. Um, They're so similar. 
they're kind of oh, saying, really? well, well they? vacancy with Luke Wilson is they go to a hotel. Oh. And, and the strangers <laughs> yeah. is it's just like they go to a house in the wood, like it's like their home or whatever. It's totally very different. It's very different. Yeah, yeah. One place <laughs> you you uh, pay for it to be yeah, there, yeah. And then the other one. Well, you don't. In, in vacancy, they're like be like they go in, they find I like think you pay for houses too. <laughs> yeah, no, not really. Not yeah. the way I live. <laughs> okay, then I got some. Major I just squat in them on. until I'm found. <laughs> and then I find another one. <laughs> no, yeah, vacancy. They like go to a hotel and find tapes of people being killed in the room they're in and. The strangers uh-huh. is their kind of a on the rocks making couple. Tapes of people. That, yeah. No, no. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> These would be great for my hotel. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> we don't have cables, so uh, yeah, yeah. Gotta make we our own movies. Make our own. Put yeah. these tapes on if you want. Yeah, Stra- um, strangers. W- we appreciate feedback. <laughs> strangers had fucking. I think I've said this every time the the movie comes up, but the sound design on Strangers is fucking amazing. When yeah. I saw it in theaters, it was like incredible sound. It's uh. I like it as a movie but um i don't love it but it has some really good scares yeah. it's apparently loosely based on the sharon tate murders oh really uh yeah it's also a pseudo remake of a movie called ilse um a french film and it's which i saw which i don't think is all actually all that great mm-hmm. um i actually kind of think i might like strangers more mm-hmm. i don't know yeah they're very similar mm-hmm. though it was one of those things where they're like we're doing a remake and then all of a sudden we're like no it's its own thing yeah. you're like you can't do that now yeah, like yeah. Halfway and, through. and also <laughs> the similarities between the um the Manson family references and stuff are are really tangential. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, anyway, um, neither neither of those movies are as good as your next. No. no. <laughs> yeah. And it's so good. Like it's just cool to see. Like I love the community, the creative community that goes in behind it. Having yeah. Ty West in there, yeah. you know, Joe Swanberg, Swanberg. Really especially cool having Ty man. West as like a yeah. self important documentary. Maker. Yeah, with that yeah. shawl or whatever he's wearing. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, it's so great. Yeah. Um, but it's cool. Like that's a really interesting little group of creative people who are happy to work with each other which and i think y- you know y- down the lines y- yeah three things dude sorry <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is over here yeah. making i'm gonna run this sentence on and you just keep doing that <laughs> and then we'll have uh, an hour and a half yeah. shows over and yeah. it's weird even when you're making noises that i can't understand you're still mouthing i'm lying <laughs> i know why <laughs> like how what, am i are lying, you lying about, about your grunts now yeah. how am i being misogynistic <laughs> when i'm just going spark <laughs> flurg um, yeah, no. Well, you guys are now you're you're primed up for the guest. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Cannot wait. Yeah. Cannot wait. Comes out totally. like in a week or something. Yeah, yeah. in uh, in Canada, Toronto, Toronto. Yeah, Toronto, Toronto Canada. Um, speaking of Toronto, mm-hmm. I saw a couple things. I'll talk about real quick. Uh, JFL forty two. Oh, yeah. Some comedians. Right um, I saw Tignataro. Mm-hmm. Who was wonderful as always. Of course, right. just She's fucking the best. spectacular. Um, did did some crowd work in the middle of her set that was just so fucking you funny. Did? Yeah, I did. I was, just, <laughs> I was like, taking let me get the crowd yeah, going. Take it. I brought a microphone. If you could do it, just yeah. a for a second. And you know what? It was so fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Tegan, look at this guy over here. Uh, let's talk to him. Yeah. No, yeah, she was doing a bit about, like, having people in the audience trying to s- describe what's funny about saying what she said after somebody says something, right. and nobody could do it. Right. Weirdly, and it was super funny. It went on a really long time. It was good. Um, yeah, she was just amazing. 
Yeah, uh, she's the best. I saw Paul F. Tompkins the next night. If there's only one person better than Tig Notaro, it's Paul F. Tompkins, yeah. and he's not even. And I've never like heard his stand-up or anything. I only yeah. know him from, obviously, his millions of podcast uh, yeah. <laughs> appearances. And his stand-up was amazing. Yeah. Amazing storyteller. Oh, my like, God. Can, yeah. can fucking weave a story. His show, uh, Laboring Under Delusion, is fucking brilliant. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen that yet. Me either. So brilliant, guys. Nice. Oh, my God. So Yeah, like he was, he was unbelievable. Pro- maybe one of the best. I saw, including um, I also saw Pete Holmes, yeah. right. um, who played a pr- like a, a, mm. just under an hour, um, and and was so fucking fast and funny. It felt like ten minutes, and when I was out, I was like, I want three times that much comedy. Like yeah. it just it, it left me wanting more in a good way. And but he's you, amazing. You saw some openers too, like you saw Johnny Pemberton. Yep. Uh, uh, who else did you see opening? I saw Mark Forward. Oh, did you? Yeah, he oh, opened for Pete. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, and he right. was funny. He was he was on the latest Doug Loves movies too. Yeah, Super both him funny. and John Doerr, uh along with uh, two uh Canada's favorites. Yeah. Uh along with uh JP Manu. Yeah. And um Brody Stevens, <laughs> which is such a he's an experience. Yeah, definitely. No, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, check out that episode of Doug Loves movies. It's oh, so totally, funny. It's one yeah. of the funniest it's ones good. in a long time. Yeah, no. I and that was it because I saw Cameron the last week and I was going to go to uh one of those alternative shows hosted by Andy Kindler, but I was fucking so tired I just fell asleep at like yeah. nine. It was I was beat, but yeah. uh, I, I regret that. But yeah, I'm gonna do JFL again next year. It's worth it, even if you just buy the four pass to see a couple like four or five shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very nice. It's great. It's a good comedy. Yeah. I uh, next uh, next episode will be reporting on what I'm going to see on Saturday. Oh right. Oh, what are you I'm seeing on Saturday? Super motherfucking excited about. Yeah. I'm going to see uh, the documentary Harmontown. Oh right. my god. All about uh, the genius Dan Harmon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I'm going to see an episode of Harmontown uh, recorded it? right after. Where is it going to be? Uh, it's at the Bluer. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm super nice. excited about That's it. That's wicked cool. It's going to yeah. be amazing. Will Kumail be there? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, dudes. That's wicked. <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah. Anything else? We should... I just bragged. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's me just too. Bragged. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Guess what? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, I got one last thing. Okay. Before we get out of here. I got I got one last thing with three things, but oh. you go ahead first. No, no, go ahead. No, My, your thing's more important. <clears throat> yeah, I know. I'm saving it for the end. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Uh, no, it's anyway. not. It's just very small, so please go ahead. Uh, uh, so, oh, so is mine, actually. I just wanted to say that I showed uh, Myos uh, Star Wars. Oh, Star Wars yeah. Right, yeah. I had many time. questions about this. Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, question the first. Okay. Which Star Wars did you watch? Uh, well, I don't Phantom mean, Menace, which, right? Yeah. <laughs> Dirty yeah. beginning. We just That's watched one. Phantom yeah. Menace three times. Yeah. Uh, which um, like which version? Yeah, of I know. Uh, we got the Blu-rays, and you can't okay. like you can't rent the proper versions. No, I have anymore. Them, yeah, I know. We should have done that, yeah. but then it was like the weekend, and we were like, "Oh, we want to do this." Yeah, yeah. no, I, I, I own but the Blu-rays too. We don't want to talk to Craig. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that would involve calling him. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's the right choice. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, so we did watch the one with all the dumb bullshit, but, yeah, but uh, that's fine. I mean, it's... yeah, yeah. And I basically just went like, uh, uh, "Yeah, you see all that? Ignore all that." Yeah. Yeah, and she agreed that all that part, that all that was kind of bullshit. Oh, it doesn't fit. Uh, yeah. No, no, it's really, really uh, inappropriate. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, she really liked them. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Big report. You hear that, Dan Gorman? <laughs> yeah. Another person liked Star Wars. Oh, uh, whatever. whatever. Yeah. You're a regular a person. It's only the first that I did that I have 
revisit it in my adulthood and, and put my stamp of that's boring. All right, I'll, give you, I'll give you my VHS copy of yeah. Unaltered Empire Strikes Yeah, Back. totally. Yeah. See what happens. Um, yeah. yeah. Speaking because of... Because actually, Mayo said the same thing, that, that the first one, that Star Wars, like A New Hope, um, she's like, it's it's good, but it's not nearly as good. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and actually, in rewatching them, I kind of got... I, I was kind of like, because for me, it's always been Empire, Star, A New Hope, and then it's weird to call it A New Hope. Empire, yeah. Star Wars, and then Return of the Jedi. Yeah. But actually, upon revisiting them, I think it's uh, uh, Empire, Jedi, Star Wars. No kidding. For me now. Yeah. Really? Interesting. Weirdly. I find Jedi starts really strong, but kind of takes a wrong turn. And it's not just the Ewoks. It's kind of the no. Well, I, I, I just the whole climax is a little off. I like that. I like that it just ties everything up. That's true. It, it, it just kind of goes. It goes. Okay, and you now finally we're going go. to see Luke go off and be a Jedi and fight. You know, it's right. <laughs> totally. The um, wait for that was enormous. So yeah, yeah. But. I just want to say, speaking of uh, showing old movies, uh, Emma went and watched the original Nightmare on Elm Street after I showed her the third one first and got yelled at <laughs> <laughs> by you guys. Yeah. Um, she went and watched the first one, and, and it seemed like it was a tough decision for her to try and decide whether she liked the first or the third more. And mm. I think she it, it sounded like she was leaning towards the third. And I did say, was that maybe because you saw that one first? And she said, I don't know, maybe, but right. there was something about the And you the were hospital. poking her with a And pen. I was poking that you have to agree with me. <laughs> no, she said there was something about the hospital that, that she liked about the third one, but that it was kind of tough to decide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair Which is fair because both those movies great. are great. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, what was your uh, small final? Well, I, I I just wanted to check in with all my people who are hungry out there as I'm king of the hungry people. <laughs> <laughs> that was that it? Something like that. Yeah. Uh, the place, just for clarification. Oh, in... The oh, place right. that I... Went and got my custard and yeah, butter because burgers. there was kind of a whole like back and forth on on emails yeah. and social and media, I, and about... I just could not remember for the life of me. And I, <laughs> this thing was a media I storm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> watch out. Anyway, just for clarification, my friends in America, uh, it was Culver's. Okay, Culver's is where I went. I don't know how many there are across America, but uh, oh, was it like a chain thing? Uh, it looks like a chain. Felt like a chain. Yeah, but uh, you know, I don't know. I was in Dodgeville. Yeah, who knows? All right. They make up their own rules there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, <laughs> that's how I became elected uh, king of the hungry people. Yeah. Oh, oh, it was, I didn't know it was an election. Yeah. yeah, they're, yeah. They're, well, they're, Did look, you run a campaign? The, law, the laws are very lenient yeah. when running for king of the hungry people. <laughs> they don't have to be a, you know, a, a resident. No. Yeah. You can just be visiting yeah. and, be, and be very hungry. Yeah. Very, very hungry. Yeah. <laughs> I was only mostly hungry. Yeah. <laughs> right. Still, landslide. Still, I'm your king. Yeah. Um, I feel like before we get into film roulette, we should weigh in on the Inherent Vice trailer. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, right. Paul Anderson's new film. Mm-hmm. Um, got a trailer. Everyone was freaking out about it. Um, about it, po- positive buzz everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, he has gone on record uh, saying that his new movie is, is pretty wacky and inspired by Airplane and Top Secret, which yeah. I knew before watching the trailer. Yeah. So I kind of felt like... I, I was really excited when I saw the trailer, and I think it looks really good. But it does kind of have a weird tone to the trailer. Yeah, I, I kind of felt like... I was like, oh, I didn't know you were going to be wacky with mm-hmm. this one. Uh, I, I'm going to re- wait to reserve judgment. I mean, I didn't like his last movie, but that's no indication of, of how I feel about all of his movies. I, no. I've loved everything he's everything, done. Everything, yeah. Except the for master, The Master. Which oh, I, I, did, I loved I didn't dislike. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I liked it. I, the performances were so good. I don't yeah. know if I'll, how many times I'll watch it again. Yeah, I don't think I ever will. No, no. Whereas There Will Be Blood, I can watch all the time. Yeah, all the time. And, like any of his other oh, movies, yeah. I can just watch yeah. all Heart the time. Heart 8, amazing. Oh, my God. Heart uh, 8 oh, yeah, so good. Heart 8. Magnolia is fucking... Yeah. 
like for all the hype around it it's it sure. deserves it yeah no he made nothing but good movies yeah, yeah. No, yeah, and I think I, I'm actually... Re- the Master is your worst movie. Like, yeah. You're doing fine. <laughs> you're, you're all right. You're yeah. all right, but yeah. No, I said to uh, you guys on Facebook, but not the listeners, uh, <laughs> I said, like, I, I'm excited to see him go back to kind of that tone where, like, it's serious and also kind of wacky. Because yeah. like, there's I said, a lot of humor in Heart Boogie Nights. Eight, like, yeah, yeah, in Boogie Nights. Yeah. Like, that's the stuff with the songs in Boogie Nights is, like, really kind of wacky crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And, it's so weird and, like... Okay, I just want to talk about that for a second. Boogie Nights and the songs. The song that they're singing, You Got the Touch, You Got the Power, is a a song by a guy named Stan Bush. Okay. And that's like the big song in Transformers the movie, the animated one. But if you don't know that, then it's a really weird thing to throw out there. But (laughs) I loved the Transformers the movie soundtrack when I was a kid. So yeah, and also that Nights, song like, is awesome. Oh, yeah. Then I was like, oh, my God, they're doing the Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know where else, why anyone else would know that Stan Bush song because it's not like it was a big single or something. Yeah. Like it was just a really weird pull, and I've always wanted to know why. <laughs> There's like four Stan Bush songs on the Transformers the movie soundtrack, and they're yeah. all... Yeah, Wildly and what, what made him pick that one? <laughs> yeah, so uh, Paul Thomas Anderson. Sorry. We know uh, he's a listener. Call in. Yeah, yeah. let me know. Yeah, why are you a lover of Transformers the movie? Did yeah. you cry when Optimus Prime died? But <laughs> you did lock yourself in your bedroom. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, did you lock yourself in your no, bedroom? Kids across America did. That's why they changed GI Joe the movie because kids flipped the fuck out when Optimus Prime died. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that's sure. So they changed the end of GI Joe the movie where like the camera hears something like, "Hey, Duke's okay. Hey, don't worry, everybody. <laughs> hey, I'm not dead." <laughs> <laughs> it's great. I'm all right. Yeah, yeah it's like yeah. in all the comedies when somebody falls off screen. I'm okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, that upset me, though. Optimus Prime dying. Terrible. Yeah. Terrible moment in my childhood. <laughs> uh, is is that about it for the committee? I think, I think so. I think so. Oh, what about uh, TAC 3 in? Oh, TAC 3 in? Oh, yeah. take, uh, take 3 in? Yeah. Yeah, Taken 3. I don't know. I haven't seen Taken two, 1 or three 2. 3 Taken, 3 Taken. I've never been Taken. No? No. Oh, you just got took. Well, yeah. You, oh, you, Casey, God. you're going to be taken. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't God. have a Liam Neeson impression. That's the... No, you clearly yeah. do. Uh, that's that's the surprise in the new one. Yeah. I'm the one who's taken. Yeah. it's a th- it, They got those D-boxes. And it's Liam Neeson taking you to see the first two movies. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, they have it's those kind of D-boxes in those theaters now that, like, wrote, like, move you around while you watch the movie. Well, I appreciate in, it if you stop calling me a D-box. Yeah. <laughs> well, now, in Taken 3, they've done this thing where one of the D-boxes in the theater is going to, like open up and you're going to get sucked <laughs> in and taken. Sucked and you know it. no one knows who it's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> I'm well, I may I might go see that. Yeah. No, uh Taken 3 trailer came out. Uh nobody's taken in this movie. Somebody's murdered. Uh namely his wife. Mm-hmm. And uh he's got to figure it out cuz people think that he's a murderer. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, know why they didn't go for the obvious twist where he's going to take somebody. He's got to call somebody up and be like, yeah. I'm going to take you. Yeah. <laughs> why was? Why wouldn't they do a twist where he's the one that's taken? Did that happen in two? Or no. I didn't see two. Oh, wait. Yeah. He and he gets taken. He gets I thought his. Do- yeah. I thought it was his wife and then his daughter. Is that? His daughter's the first one. Yeah. Oh, his daughter's the first one. Yeah. And he's taken in the second one? Yeah, he and his daughter, I think. Or he and his wife get taken or tooken. Uh, that's yeah. what they, they should have called it. Tooken. Yeah. Tooken. <laughs> two with an number two. <laughs> Well, they should do one where they should do one where they take everybody but him, yeah. and it's like a Twilight Zone situation where he's the last man on Earth because everyone oh. else got took. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, Tukin. Uh, clearly, we should be hired by whatever company releases those films. <laughs> L- Luc Besson should. should hire us yeah. For yeah. Writer, as writers, is what we're saying. Oh, good lord, <laughs> Tukin. That is a lot of fun. <laughs> And you can duke that to the bank. Yeah. 
Oh, man. That's I'll be good. laughing about that all night. Well, <laughs> listeners uh, yeah. are about to get taken right on into film roulette. Yeah. Let's do it. How will they hear film roulette? Oh, though? yeah. You know what? If you're going to need to listen to this, yeah. which you probably will, <laughs> yeah, probably. I assume you will, mm-hmm. you should get some headphones. You can go to tweakedaudio.com, and if you enter the code SYNWPC, when you're checking through, you will get 33% off and free shipping on any of the headphones you pick. They got earbuds and inner ear and outer ear. Oh, my. <laughs> They've got everything for all around your ears. Yeah. In the ear area, yeah. they have things for I you used to mine today. put there. Yeah. I used mine today. Yeah. I didn't. I'm sorry. Oh, I didn't wow. get the memo. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so go to tweakedaudio.com and use the offer code SYNWPC. Free shipping. Get tweaking. Yeah. Tweaking. <laughs> tweaking too. Yeah. <laughs> Your bud boogaloo. <laughs> uh, now we're going to go right on over to Film Roulette. Woo! Film Roulette is our weekly segment where the three of us roll a die and the two high rollers get to go see something good. This week we picked Skeleton Twins and the loser has to go see something bad. This week we picked Blues Brothers 2000. Uh, (laughs) But the loser gets to give the winners an album to listen to for the rest of the week. Last week, Greg gave us the new U2 album. Everybody has heard it because it's on their phones. Mm -hmm. So we got to weigh in on it. And uh, then we roll to see what we're going to see next week. Mm. Yeah, Mm. that's how we play. Uh, as, uh, <laughs> sometimes we bark <laughs> or, or something. Um, oh, boy. Now, mm. we had been pretty excited about uh, about Skeleton Twins. Yes. This is starring Kristen Wiig, Bill Hader, and Luke Wilson, yeah. directed by Craig Johnson um, mm. of True Adolescence Prior. Um, IMDb describes the, the plot of this film as... Having both coincidentally cheated death on the same day, estranged twins reunite with the possibility of mending their relationship. Uh, the trailer for this was fucking great. Yeah, been really pumped for it, and we yep. hit a week where we needed something good. And I think this had been out a week or two, and and uh, making the round, so we had to weigh in. Mm-hmm. So we saw it. We did. Yeah, with my eyes. With our eyes. My eyes. Um, Not all of our eyes. I didn't yeah. see it with your eyes. <laughs> oh, you didn't watch it with his eyes. No, <laughs> unfortunately, check it out. <laughs> Um, so how do you want to, how do you want to talk about this um, <clears throat> movie? Uh, well, I think that's misleading. Cheating death. Uh, both. Of them. Well, I it's think not exactly what happened. And it is a weird thing to put in the IMDb description. <laughs> yeah. I, I like reading the IMDb description because sometimes you're like, "Why did you put that?" There? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Two uh, hopelessly depressed siblings who haven't seen each other in a decade yeah. are forced back together. Yeah, or decide to get their lives back together with each other or something. And you get I don't know. It's it's a double character study. Yeah, is totally. What's going on here. Um. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I I, I don't even. Know. I'm not gonna do, just watch the trailer. Or it's not hard to figure out what the movie's about. Yeah. Um. I loved it. Yeah. I really I, liked it. I really liked this movie. Uh, on the strength of the, it's it's nicely directed it, and it's 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 a very decent script. Yeah. But the performances from Bill the Hader performances and are definitely Kristen Wiig are ridiculous. Absolutely. Luke Wilson is hilarious I, in this movie. Luke Wilson in this movie is so fucking good. Yeah. And it's and and I feel like Luke Wilson gets like. 
the like not a bad rep, but kind of like a sh- like short shafted on the on the Wilson kind of situation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel just like because he's never written anything with Wes Anderson. Right? Yeah, <laughs> and and I think it, when he's in the right role, he can be brilliant. Yeah. And I think he's fucking brilliant here. Oh, Absolutely, seen, I, I've seen him be laugh out loud. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, totally. And he yeah. and I feel like he is here. Yeah, he's, and he's not. I mean, it's not like he, I mean, he's definitely the. It's funny that in a movie starring Bill Hader and Kristen Wiig, Luke Wilson is the comic relief. Yes. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, uh, and he nails it, but without being—he's not being wacky in it. He's no, just, like committed to what guy he is, and yeah. just kills it totally. Yeah. Uh, but that's—I guess you could say about everyone is they, they know who their characters are, and they are right in it the whole yeah. time. I mean, Bill Hader is so good in this movie. Uh, I just—I don't—I—I I, I was just delighted by this fucking movie. Yeah, they're both really good, and yeah. and it's really. Um, the, the trailer even makes it to look a little bit funnier than it is. It's mm-hmm. it's it's. It's like sad funny. It's it's oh, yeah. it's more sad first and then the funniness comes out of kind of the pain. Absolutely. And, and there's a lot of stuff in this movie that it w- is like wince indu- inducing dialogue of stuff that kind of like people say things that cut really deep. Yeah. But but then are kind of coming just after, you know, like funny scenes and stuff. Yeah. And I feel like this movie is kind of about two characters who when they're together can be funny together and mm-hmm. and funny with each other but then when they're apart it's like they can't handle their lives they can't handle each other's lives yeah and it's only when there's these specific scenes where they kind of connect and they get like funny scenes like in the dentist's office oh, or yeah. so there's great. some other stuff where it's kind of like yeah it, it is a character study and and i like that it doesn't dive too deep into sort of like solving their problems or expl- over explaining what their problems are although there is some stuff like that in sure. the script but I like that it's kind of am- ambiguous, sort of, you know, some of their problems. And it is kind of revealed later, you know. It, it doesn't put its hand on the deck, like on the table right away. Right. The film, yeah. I didn't think. I did think no. that that, the, that there was some kind of weird stuff in the script. Like, there, there's kind of like the movie's kind of bookended with events that I felt like the second time it happens near the end of the movie, it's like, oh, and then at the last minute something happens and it's a little... Yeah, you, you could get to the end without that. I kind of felt like for there's sure. something that happens that I won't spoil. Uh, again, it's like the, the direction is good, the script is good, but yeah. it's, it's the, the performances in this movie totally that are really what make it special and unique, and yeah. that will make me watch it again. Oh I'm yeah, I think this will be a movie that <clears throat> will be good to like sort through. Like you'll watch it again, and you're kind of sorting through your opinions of different yeah. things and stuff because it is kind of it, it. I think I think it seems light on first watch in terms of like there's no solid like and then this happens and this happens it is a character movie which i fucking love so that's why i really liked it yeah. but i feel like it will kind of like bloom on multiple watches well, I, I think because you have like this little bit of a roller coaster with it where it is it is it's kind of light and enjoyable because they're yeah. so likable but the, when they they hit those deep cuts in, into each other or reveal things about themselves that are difficult uh, they're so there's kind of like a slap in the face. Like, yeah, I went and saw it with Athena, and we walked out, and she was like, I, <laughs> "You I, slapped her I, in the I, face." <laughs> to check it out, like, <laughs> like the movie, <laughs> like the movie. Yeah, uh, and she was like, "Yeah," I, I was like, "I was." She said, "I was stifling tears." Yeah, like, they weren't like I was like, "Oh, weepy." She's like, "I was." It was going to be the big, loud, ugly crying, and people would have looked at me. <laughs> oh my god! Really? Like, yeah, yeah, totally. There yeah. was just moments where your stomach kind of just, "Whoa, Jesus Christ, that's hard." Yeah. Um, and and I think yeah, I think it's really interesting, like that this movie is kind of about these two characters 
like he's a struggling actor who moved away to LA and sort of cut ties a little bit with the family and she's sort of moved on and has a husband that she's unsure about and and they're and something has happened with their dad that I won't reveal on the podcast and and their mom's kind of not around and yeah. and it is kind of about these two characters who are sort of lost, you know, in in a sea and and the only people they have are each other mm-hmm. and and the only way that they can kind of communicate is through like joking around and stuff. Yeah. And then when they're not joking around, they're kind of like laying down these barbs. Right. Cuz yeah. there's not a lot of talking between these two characters where it's just like n- like actually talking about what's wrong until right. it kind of blows up. Right. And I think you could say that this movie is one of those movies where people just say what's wrong with them, but I also think that's kind of the point. Like it is about like not talking about your issues and joking around with each other and then all of a sudden you're just like boom like fuck you because of this yeah you know what i mean like that's what it's like (laughs) yeah oh for sure yeah and i don't know i mean it's it's neat to see this kind of adult issue where like they're they're basically two people who are unparented adults have like no sense of control or uh how to operate on their own because they've never had any sense of security or so they're both kind of reach they've made up little um, safe scenarios for themselves that they don't actually fit into and their lives are crumbling because of it so yeah are brought back together they get a sense of i don't know necessary family that i guess needs or some kind of guidance or safety yeah that they don't have totally because like obviously if you've seen the trailer his character tries to commit suicide at the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. it's the first thing that happens and it's yeah. in the trailer but but you know like what is somebody like that in his situation to do like okay he should probably be getting therapy yeah but he's a struggling actor who doesn't live anywhere near his family how is he going to do that right yeah. you know what i mean like and then he goes home and and his sister has like a family that they're trying to start it's like who's there to support this guy and it's kind of like they yeah. just have to make their own support in this weird way yeah right which is what i think i like the most about it yeah i, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie though and i i Kristen Wiig is amazing in it um yeah it's definitely you're Bill right Hader, like the though, performances I mean, so really make it fucking locked in to the character uh it, quite a performance he, he is much more of an actor than i ever would have imagined uh based on i mean i i'm a huge huge bill Hader fan i think he's the fucking best and i hope yeah. he gets bigger and better roles as things go on but i was really pretty shocked at how great he is in this movie yeah. i mean i was expecting good but i mean he really nailed it yeah it's definitely you're, you're right like the perfo- <laughs> like the, the script is good it's not like gonna bowl you over with how no, amazing no. the script is but you know the direction's good the performances are great and it, so i think great. it'll be a grower of like, you'll watch a couple times and, and absolutely kind of come into yeah. it strongly because yeah yeah totally check it out mm-hmm. i liked it yeah, and I yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to checking it out again and seeing like how much I liked it because yeah, I know I sure. I did kind of come out just being like that was really good, but I didn't like it. It doesn't bowl you over, but that's not the kind of movie it is. So yeah. I was a little, I was pretty emotionally exhausted afterwards. I was kind of, like, oh I was emotionally bit, you know? oh yeah like, like Jesus totally in a, in a good way. I felt kind of positive yeah. even though it was a very darkly funny yeah touching movie. <laughs> totally yeah but one of the better things I've seen this year definitely up it's there been a good year. Um, Casey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've been touched by a movie. Yeah. Yes. We got to see wonderful performances and uh, 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 amazing growth from yeah. Saturday Night Live alumni. And sli- oh, yeah. And, and uh, slyly <laughs> hilarious moments and, yeah. and just, yeah, yeah. well written. So I can only assume the same from your Saturday Night Live inspired film. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Because right. you saw yes. I saw Blues Brothers 2000. 2000. Yes. And this movie starts with Dan Aykroyd uh-huh. tries to kill himself. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, there's all these UFOs. I got to get out of here. He's a famous actor. Please try actor. my vodka. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, um, IMDb describes the plot of this movie for real as Elwood must reunite the old band with a few new members and go on another mission from God. Directed by John Landis and uh, written by... Oh, no, sorry. Yeah, written and directed by uh, John Landis. Oh, well, written by Dan Aykroyd and yeah. John Landis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also starring John Goodman. Mm-hmm. Yep. Some kid. Yeah, there's a kid. <laughs> yeah, and Joe Morton. Also, I like that you can get this on a two disc uh, double feature with the original. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that'll be a good double feature. Be really happy with one movie and then toss the other in the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dan, let me ask you this: Have you seen Blues Brothers two thousand? I have. I saw. Oh, it. did you? I saw it when it came out on video. Really? I don't remember much about it at all. I think uh-huh. uh, what year is this? It was two thousand, right? That's so yeah. funny. No, nineteen ninety eight. So yeah. I was. Yeah, I probably was just like, "There's a car chase and people doing funny things. I don't care." I saw anyway, it very recently, it and I don't remember much about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, actually, I don't know where to start with this. Uh, it's kind of an affront to everything you love about the Blues yeah. Brothers. Mm-hmm. You know how Blues Brothers is kind of like a crazy, uh, like, um, but edgy kind of, yeah, and, yeah. and like... Um, cool and yeah. like, like super like yeah. uh like all the like it's fucking all those like, awesome things yeah, yeah all those <laughs> awesome things yeah like like but like what if that was like a kids movie kind of thing yeah you know? <laughs> <laughs> like and yet i can't say i didn't like it no what i um if you completely separate it like i i was I was trying to think while I'm watching it. I'm trying to think if you put this in a in a world like okay, in a if world. you tried to separate it <laughs> as much as you could from the actual Blues Brothers, um, and you just kind of and Dan Aykroyd kind of made like uh, um, had like a genre of blues. Ackroyd Blues? Movie, yeah. Oh, this movie is like Ackroyd Blues, the movie. Mm, Bluesroid. Uh, yeah, mm. it's, uh, um, <laughs> this movie came in Bluesroids. <laughs> right? In my butthole. Uh, it's, um, it's just very safe, you know, like, I mean, in, in the first five minutes, he goes to the, okay, so he gets out of jail, and he, uh, uh, he finds out that, uh, that Jake is dead, mm-hmm. and then that's, that's it for the whole you know Jake thing like like there's no other kind of plot involvement or mention of of I mean they mention Jake periodically but it, it, there's no plot involvement or anything which is fine I guess mm. if you're going to do this kind of thing which you shouldn't do Never. this movie shouldn't have been made no. yeah but within the first 5 minutes you know he goes to visit the nun and the nun smacks him a bunch for swearing uh-huh. and and uh, and then goes, oh, hey, mentor a child. And then he's like, okay. And then he just kidnaps a child. <laughs> uh, but, like, it's – you can tell it, it, it all just came out of Dan Aykroyd's fat head. <laughs> and, 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 like, like, oh, well, I don't know if that's really plausible. I don't fucking care. Whatever. Um, but he – on the other hand, he kind of seems like he's trying a little bit. <sighs> It's very difficult. Yeah. It's a road movie where nothing is, like, you know, he's like, I got to get the band back together because I want to get the band back together. Like, there's no, there's no, like, I have to do it because of this. I mean, he needs money, right? Right. Um, And then he what? What does he need money for this time? uh, Because he just got out of jail and he just Oh, so he just for himself. He just needs some money. Oh, so this is like proto Kickstarter. Uh, Yeah. yeah. (laughs) He would just, he would like to have some money. Yeah, Yeah, fair enough. So let's get the the first one. They got the band, but the band. 
again yeah. because they needed to save the uh, the you know the, the nuns uh, yeah. are going to lose the what do you call it? their orphanage the orphanage yeah. yeah oh the orphanage has burned down by the way oh good um, yeah he yeah. finds out that and uh, it's uh, a good way to like nullify the events of the they first really film. do <laughs> nullify the first the first movie in a lot of ways except for you know it's all the cameos obviously like he, yeah. he's got who is the music in this one is it just like more. People of the same genre from the first movie. Oh, absolutely! With with a couple of bright new faces. Yeah, that's what I'm um, like. Who do we got now? So we've got. Uh, well, uh, okay, I'll get to Erica Badu. She actually plays somebody in this movie. Uh-huh. Um, but you, you know, like this was 1998. Uh, so you, you had faces, which is like, the pinnacle of good music. Uh, oh, absolutely, oh, yeah, especially yeah. good <laughs> blues music. Um, so. Uh, so you have, you know, Johnny Lang, if anyone remembers who oh, Johnny yeah, Lang is. yeah, I remember he was supposed to be a thing. Yeah, yeah. He's you know, the, that's how old this young guy sounds. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> yeah, the, hey, my, this is the craziest thing. This 14-year-old girl sounds like an old black man. Um, but uh, but he shows up, and he's fine at what he does. Yeah, like, yeah, he can yeah, play yeah. the shit out of a guitar. Yeah. It's a little histrionic, but whatever. Well, um, and, uh, uh, but, you know, you get the old standards, like B.B. King and... Yeah. and um, you know Aretha Franklin and, sure. and and everyone shows up in their little cameos like J- James Brown, Frank Oz, the, uh, Frank Oz uh, is there briefly, and you know J- James Brown plays the you know his preacher character mm-hmm. and everything. Um, and, and then he you know the band is the same, obviously you know like Donald Dunn and, and Steve, Steve Cropper, Cropper and yeah. all the um, uh, all those guys. So he gets the band back together, and it's charming to see musicians try to act because like it's kind of cute when. You're, they're like you try to see people who have no charisma uh-huh. uh, try to have charisma on stage. Hey, there's this guy again. Uh, <laughs> like it's just so flat, but yeah. it's kind of charming in its flatness, and it's at points completely interminable. There's a point where they're at a diner. Oh, because the uh, uh, the uh, what's the remember the the, the honky tonk bar? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the crazy honky and ride. Is, and- uh, yeah. Is now a family restaurant. It's a family restaurant. Oh, that's crazy kind of thing. So they're there, and then they have to evade the cops. Uh, and they're in the bathroom shaving, uh, like, you know, like, because they're, they don't have a house kind of yeah, thing. So yeah. they're doing everything in bathrooms kind of thing. So they're in the bathroom shaving, and, and, um, they have to uh, uh, evade the cops because the cops are coming in, and, but they know what Elwood looks like. So the plan is to, um, cover his head in shaving cream <laughs> and pretend he's got some sort of shaving cream disease <laughs> but he comes out and his head is like this sphere this j- large sphere of shaving cream it, it just seems like the, the weirdest thing from a jim barney movie like it just <laughs> seems like a like a Ernest uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, goes to blues brothers or something kind yeah. of a gag like i feel like just you describing this to me makes me like you less <laughs> <laughs> i think i like me less for not having completely hated this movie uh-huh. and in in this movie it just shamelessly uh, uh i don't know i cried at bicentennial man i don't I don't. Maybe it just caught me on the right day or something. Yeah. But like, it's it's the worst movie. Like, it's a road movie. They gotta go on the road for some reason, and they gotta get the band back together for uh, whatever reason. And they think he's got a kid now for whatever reason. Yeah. Um. What about John Goodman? What's he doing in this? John movie? Goodman plays a bartender at the uh, uh, at a strip club. Um, oh, so he's not even like related to them or like a cousin or something. No, no, shit like he's that? just a guy oh. who uh, the the drummer. I, um, mm-hmm. okay. I can't remember. 
uh, the the drummer of the band uh, now owns a strip club, and and uh, John Goodman's the bartender, and then these. Oh, by the way, also there's Russians who are trying to kill them. Russians for some reason. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, and, and they sort of hit on the same plot points, like where they uh, they run afoul of some uh, white supremacists led by Daryl Hammond, weirdly what? enough. And uh, <laughs> and then, but but it's this kind of half-assed thing, like where you know how they're being chased by everybody. Yeah. Um, but they're being chased by everybody, for, and then there's a couple scenes of like where these white supremacists are here. Oh, but don't worry about them. Now they're gone. Yeah. Um, like, so like they, they, the Wikipedia is saying that they did a uh, a car crash in this just to top, oh. just to top the original in the Guinness Book. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. And it's laborious, but it's still fun to see a whole bunch of cars crashing into yeah. each other. Yeah, yeah. Super fun to watch. That. Yeah, that's great. So I had a lot of fun with that. But they have to get to this sort of battle of the bands thing at the end because they got to get the band back together. Um, and uh, so they go to this. Uh, it's uh, in Louisiana, I, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so there's this like Louisiana supergroup called the Louisiana Boys or something like that, and they're in the Battle of the Bands too, I guess. Um, oh, by the way, <laughs> Blues Travelers in this movie. Uh, <laughs> Great, yeah. Uh, they should have had him go to the Battle of the Bands at the end of Up and Smoke. Yeah. And had them have a battle of the bands against Cheech and Chong's band. I I, f- I feel like it would have fit in this movie because I, yeah, again, why not? Because this is retarded. This is a movie that has these big dance numbers, uh, like on the flimsy flimsiest pretenses. Like uh, Aretha Franklin uh, uh, is there, and and her husband Matt Murphy. Uh, she they own a car dealership or something, and she's like, "You can't go get the band back together because we own a car dealership." And he's like, "Come on, baby, I want to go do it." And she's like, "No, you have to." respect me oh dear and then they do respect like they do this whole big dance number but some of the dance numbers are really quite charming sure um yeah i don't know i think i'm an idiot (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah because at at the end like there's so many stretches and and just like clapping by the end (laughs) (laughs) like just Uh, just like a humanist yeah Uh, yeah. (laughs) i love everybody (laughs) everything is good and nothing is bad uh Uh, but like but erica badu plays this um uh this voodoo cannibal uh who eats Uh people and is a witch who's been alive for 350 years or something what and she and then at one point she makes them she turns them into zombies like the green zombies and they're doing the zombie dance and everything and I'm like why is this happening now is it like, like a thriller? thriller yeah no it's well blues thriller I guess Ugh. um but it's all happening and the dancing is so engaging and and like kind of cool and fun that I was just like, I don't know. This is dumb, and it <laughs> takes a huge shit on something I hold dear. But I don't know. All right. <laughs> Goodness. I said it's all right with it. Yeah. <laughs> well, do you guys think I should just stop watching movies? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Totally. <laughs> I want to see what else they like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Greg likes it. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
He'll eat anything. We're just, it yeah. is, it's yeah. like the equivalent of putting, like, when you're at, at the restaurant with your sister and you you put ketchup and mustard in your water and then you put salt and then sugar and sweet and low and you go, now you get to drink it. And you do, you're just like, all right, I guess it's good. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Um, I may be the only one. Who had that experience? Yeah. Um, well, the album. My sister's as big an idiot as I am. <laughs> well, the album that Greg made us listen to is like putting ketchup and mustard and salt and sugar into a uh, blender and blending it up. Yeah. yeah. It's U2's Songs of Innocence. Yeah. But mostly water. Mostly <laughs> water. Very um, water. Greg, you made us listen to this. Uh-huh. You had heard it before. I had. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just uh, I mentioned this on the an episode a week or two ago. Uh, yeah, because we all got the U2 album, and I used to be a really big fan, uh, but then they just were so like aggressively trying to make me not one yeah. that I became not one. <laughs> but I eventually was able to re-appreciate the early stuff, but it only goes so far. And I, I think I, I said harsh things about Octoon Baby, and I think Octoon Baby is a good album. I just don't ever want to listen to it anymore. Yeah. Uh, and anything from that point on, I just have no interest in. I could barely listen to... The Joshua Tree, just because it's so overplayed, all those big singles from it. And the stuff that I think has aged well is the urgent stuff where they weren't trying to be the most famous band who was ever famous. Mm-hmm. War, Unforgettable Fire. But anyway, because I've been listening to a lot of that podcast, you talking you two to me, and it was coming out, and it was just free in my uh, iTunes. I'm like, I'll give it a go. And it was just further confirmed, I hate everything about this band. <laughs> yeah. And it, sound, it, it, they sound, it sounds like a totally different... It sound like They sound like these evil like impersonators who are like aping on this 80s band that i like yeah <laughs> and doing it all wrong i don't know it just it's the worst kind of crap in the world i couldn't stand it when casey and i were in college i was trying to get him into you two and i knew it was never going to happen so i was now uh, uh, you just I, i'm just a nail in the coffin like here, yeah here you go <laughs> yeah you will never like this band uh no and i also thought it was funny that you guys don't have iphones or yeah, itunes so, I had to go so everyone it. got it for free and you had to go seek it out yourself yes yeah which tickled me I, to no end I, I also got it for free <laughs> <laughs> yeah i also got it for fair free. enough but it's the effort yeah yeah absolutely. yeah little yeah, did yeah. you two know that not only was this album being uh downloaded onto everyone's iphones yeah. it was also being uploaded to groove shark yeah <laughs> fair enough it's just um, the seeking out made me happy it's like when you they're hazing someone in high school, and you shave off only one of their eyebrows, so they have to go home yeah. and shave the other one off themselves. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, they, they worked with uh, Danger Mouse a bit on this, um, yeah. on the production, on the uh, on the deck, and some other uh, cast of producers. Um, now, I, as I mentioned before, don't know a lot of U two stuff. Mm. I've no, I know like the singles and stuff, but I've never gone out of my way to try and like them. Mm-hmm. So I'm going coming into this pretty just like, what's this going to be like? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and as as mentioned, Casey had attempted. I've I've attempted a lot a lot of times, and there are a couple of songs like uh, I will say there's a couple of U two songs that I think are really great. Yeah. yeah. I can't think of any of them right now, but I know I've said that in the past. Yeah, so yeah. I feel like I—that's how I feel yeah. about about <laughs> U two songs. Yeah, but a couple of U two songs, mm-hmm. by and large, I just I can't I, I just can't get down. Yeah, with that. yeah. And I think you saying water when we were oh, oh my because this album is very forgettable. I felt like like mm. the weird thing is I don't know if it's because there's so much association with iTunes or, or with uh, Apple kind of thing. Yeah, but I'm listening to it from the very beginning of like the first song. Whoa, 
does a whole thing like that. And I, I like I'm every like second of this album made me picture uh, <laughs> Apple products. <laughs> <laughs> like like I, I the whole oh, time yeah. like uh, and I don't know if it's just that they're so closely related with yeah. Apple commercials well, now. Yeah. You know what? I mean and I mean I'm going to try and say things that I thought of while listening to this album and not just talk about things that were said on you talking you two to me. Yeah. But they did make a very apt comparison on some of the songs specifically earlier in the album to name they name checked Arcade Fire. Yeah, and I feel oh, like oh, that yeah. song with the whoa or whatever yeah. it—it's like I, I'm picturing it in the commercials because it's like from Arcade Fire's commercial phase, yeah. like later phase where all of a sudden they're in commercials and iPod commercials yeah, and yeah, stuff, yeah. Yeah. And, and they have that kind of chanting epic sound going on, and and yeah, I can picture like some silhouetted people listening to iPods, yeah, and yeah, and and, and also what you're saying, like you all you could picture was Apple products, like yeah. Even just like the production, which I don't mind because I actually like Danger Mouse's production on a lot of stuff. Well, is it um, even here on this? That's what I found. The production was kind of odd. I don't like, know. It just yeah, like the production is odd. How to sound like everybody else more than anybody else? Yeah. You know? yeah well, except I think for except for I, th- I feel like there, the second half of his album is where most of the Danger Mouse name appears, just him, and I feel like yeah. that's when it does start to sound more like band kind of like I don't know I don't know what what Danger Mouse sounds like or anything but uh, I I do know it feels like there's like it's very slick and there's a, a, a kind of a throwback to to um, like older production styles. Like you'll have yeah. all your toms uh, on, on like very hard panned left, and mm-hmm. and, uh, and like like the the sound is dispersed so- somewhat oddly. Yeah, but uh, many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Bono is very, very out front. Yeah, yeah. he's very, super duper out front. Yeah. Um, Make no mistake, this is a Bono album. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, I do think the album, the songs, I think they do take a turn, like they said on You Talking You Two to me, where the second half is like, no, we're going back to the straight up oh rock band God. sound. And and like I said, <laughs> that's where Danger Mouse's stuff comes in. And, and yeah. you can kind of tell we got him to kind of do the, because he, he's worked with like Beck and he's done uh, Black Keys albums and yeah, stuff. Yeah, they're and I, interesting. And, and I feel like, yeah, they're trying to go so for that. artists trying to be artists. Yeah. Here's the thing, and I, th- I think... My big problem with how you two changed is like the the stuff I like is when they where they didn't sound like other bands. They did like you know uh, War and Unforgettable Fire and, and I guess Boy in October to an extent are very unique albums and they have a very unique sound that is very specific to them. But when like Joshua Tree was the first step in trying to sound like something else, so they made an album that was a like going out of style. Like they mm-hmm. wanted to make an an exploration of Americana and then 
Rattle is more of that. But then you had then then they just continued to be like a band that was like trying out other people's yeah. looks and sounds. Because then Octane Baby, as good as it is, is a whole lot of Stone Roses. It's a whole lot of MC yeah. 900 for Jesus. It's a whole lot of other people's sounds that they're playing with. Now they did it well and they pulled it off doing this for a long time. But now they're again doing it where they're jumping into some Arcade Fire, another popular yeah. indie rock of the of today. And I, I don't understand why you would do such a simple album like this that's so unbelievably bland for this crazy marketing approach yeah. because force music, everyone to have it because music is not as important to this band as relevance is this yeah uh, they they're like like i i was i was thinking like y- you couldn't get um you know like uh fleetwood mac wouldn't be this uh, uh now i know fleetwood mac has been around a long sure. like like much longer than you two but you two still has like they don't have uh um uh, throwback feel uh-huh. like like even Soundgarden like say yeah. Soundgarden more so than Fleetwood Mac I don't know why they <laughs> uh, Soundgarden feels like uh, they're taking a victory lap uh, you know yeah. well yeah. they did break up and everything like that sure. but but I mean they 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 don't feel like they're reaching for relevance or anything no you two they they seem like like because they've never quit doing this mm. and they're perfectly happy to to sort of like slip into the warm water of whatever style is happening right yeah, now yeah. um like technically you can say okay well i guess they're still relevant because they know vaguely what's going on in music right now yeah like i feel like that's that's their ultimate goal it's not to write good music that maybe you know half the amount of people that used to listen to them would listen to and enjoy like yeah and and you know what and and the whole angle on this album like the personal we're going to talk about like the first time we saw the ramones and it's it's going to be like a uh, yeah like an exploration of like what we like about music and these personal stories and stuff yeah almost entirely it's just boring there for some reason i said it i said it on the other when we uh were talking about the you talking you two episode there's something about song for someone that i don't hate i don't know why uh, I don't know. I I feel it's, like I it's, can't it's find like it. It's like a bland. Because you're a big dumb dope. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like a bland love Is song. Because you like shitty things. <laughs> yeah, it's just bland and and you know over romanticized yeah. lyrics mm-hmm. and stuff. And there's something about it. Where I'm like, well, I'll let you have this one. Like uh, <laughs> sure. on the entire album, I'm like, all right, yeah, this one kind of works for me. But other than that, it's so boring. Yeah. This album, I couldn't yeah. believe how boring it was. Again. Yeah, like listening to it. I like, could. Even it's a U2 album. Yeah, but okay, so I. I, I I haven't liked an album in a really long time. The last one I've just I ever actually any album, huh? You any album, ever, any yeah. album? <laughs> by anyone. Uh, uh, but like everything that's happened, uh, you know, uh, even shit I hated, like the I couldn't be bothered to get into the album. But the Vertigo is like I get it as a song. I'm like I get the hooks. It's fine. Yeah. I don't want to listen to it. It's not my thing. But like I get it. That's a single. Sounds like a single. And nothing on here sounds like. It has anything memorable like that. Like no. I can't remember a fucking single song in this album because no. I didn't like anything. No hook at any point was like that's well, clever. Or do you know what the weird thing is? I, I I'll think about things like the like the first the beginning. That is weird. Yeah, <laughs> it's not weird. <laughs> like I will think about. Doesn't things. it hurt though? I will I will sit down and think of up to eight things. I will sweat in a day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my back hurts. I throw up every yeah. time. <laughs> I'm up to seven. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, think of another thing. One grapefruit bar. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> I thought about grapefruit. I don't yeah. know why. Um, 
no, I'll, I'll think about things on this album, like uh, like whoa 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 parts or something like that, and it won't make me think of things from this album. It'll make me think of a Black Keys al- yeah, yeah. song or yeah. Uh, yeah, like like I don't know. It's just like they're like a, a serial killer. Yeah. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> no, I'll let you all figure that one out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Trust me, it's Goodbye. a very cogent point. <laughs> uh, no, it, it's just like they're they're. Good at walking or like Ted Bundy was a oh, very charismatic exactly person. That's a great, uh, yeah, keep going. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, they're very good at walking around, shaking hands, and looking you in the eye and going, Hi, we're relevant and charismatic, but there's just something dead behind those eyes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's something dead behind those big fly glasses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Speaking of something dead, I feel like I'm going to feel dead after whatever album you give to me because you are... Well, you know what? Maybe not. You had Blues Brothers, not that worst time, but this was boring. Maybe you want to shake things up with something good. What what are you saying for Punishment album for next week for Greg and I? Because I'm kind of scared by the look in your serial killer eyes right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is going to be fun. Um, Well, what I wanted to do, I was like, well, you know, Blues Brothers uh, 2000 is a very Mm music-oriented thing. And I was like, well, it's got a soundtrack. Maybe, you know, it'd be fun to give you guys the soundtrack to that movie. But then I was like, well, no, because then you'll just be hearing, you know, Aretha Franklin do respect. And who doesn't want to hear that? That's just fucking Mm -hmm. awesome. And there's there's a, there's a lot of acro blues on this thing, and I'm like, mm. uh, and, and I'm like, well, you know, um, oh no, uh, is, uh, uh, like what? Uh, <laughs> uh, Casey's looking at his phone. Yeah, yeah oh, here it is. Uh, and, and I'm like, well, uh, but but like, how is that going to be? I feel like that's uh-huh, not going to be uh-huh, enough. And I was uh-huh. like, is there something like a, 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 a more get to it? Perfect, <laughs> is there a more perfect distillation of uh, of Ackroyd blues? And uh, there is. Uh-huh. Uh, there's an album called uh, "Have Love Will Travel," uh-huh. and it's not just uh, Dan a- an album uh-huh. uh, put out by Dan Ackroyd, but it's Dan Ackroyd with James Belushi. Uh-huh. Oh God! Jim Belushi and Dan Ackroyd put out an album called "Have Love." We'll travel. Oh yeah. God! You guys, do they cover? Uh, do they cover that on there? Uh, cover what? Have love. We'll travel. travel? Uh, no, Sonics? no. But they do a song called 300 Pounds of Joy." Okay. <laughs> uh huh. Is that one of Ackroyd's legs? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a song about Jim, Jim Belushi's favorite leg of Dan Ackroyd. <laughs> um, he got they got a song called. Uh, Polk Salad Annie. Those are three <laughs> words. Yeah. Well, two of them are. I don't know what the uh, other yeah, one is. Got to think of five more things. That's uh, going to be the. That's uh, going to be the polka. No, no, no. Yeah. That'll be the polka. Uh, anyway, uh, all she wants to do is rock. Things like that. Great. Anyway, uh, I don't want to get too into reading this because you guys are going to be reading these uh, yeah. titles as you listen mm. to them. Well, we will listen Jesus. to. What year did this come out? This came out in two thousand three. <laughs> okay. Like, there's nothing relevant about. So this. four oh years after Blues Brothers 2008, shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah the people want they want more of this. Yeah, and just look at the. Uh, Are they dressed you know up what, like though? the Blues Brothers? No, no. They they look they look like. <laughs> Uh, like two dads got really drunk at their kids' little league game <laughs> and went. We should, yeah. we should put, I, I like the blue. You, you should put an album. Yeah. Look at the look at the, the faces. Blues, 
Oh no! What? Oh, they don't even look blues why? brother. Dad. No, they literally look like two dads who yeah. had some time after fucking school. Uh, son, oh, let no. me borrow your leather jacket. I got a photo shoot. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't care if it fits. And <laughs> and you know that like I feel like the blues brothers thing is one of those uh, like there's something weird about like yeah four years after this movie that is crap we need to put this album out because you know there's a bunch of aging dads everywhere that are old enough now that they're far enough away from the original movie that they don't remember what made it so good. So yeah. just this kind of sort of similar thing is going to, you know, appease them. Kind of like the, you know, the family stumbling upon the like actors doing mm-hmm. the, the Blues Brothers at Universal Studios. Where, where when you go there, they have people just like in the streets doing like a Blues Brothers thing. And uh-huh. you're like, well, this is just like a crappy version of something that was good once, but everyone eats it up because it's just like, wee, music. Yay, fun, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't want anything to do with this. Yeah. It's terrible. It's going to be, <sighs> yeah, I, I bet it's not good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we got to get to rolling. Yeah. yeah oh, man. So this week... David Fincher's Gone Girl comes out. Mm-hmm. Uh, hugely popular book. It's, it's David a, Fincher's <laughs> Tyler Perry presents <laughs> Gone, Gone Girl. Girl. It's a good book. I enjoyed it. Yeah, Greg oh, yeah. read this. Hugely yeah. popular. Um, it, I can only imagine how popular this movie is going to be. Uh, ben Affleck and uh, all star cast. Yeah, I'm so excited to see this. Ben Affleck holy looks shit. fucking great in this movie yeah. too. Um, so this is a huge, huge event that we've been kind of waiting yeah, for. Yeah. So high stakes roll. Yeah. Uh, the loser <laughs> is going to go see something that's coming out this week. Also about <laughs> high stakes things such as the apocalypse. Uh-huh. Left Behind with Nick Cage comes out. Uh-huh. And I believe the only shred of hope that we all have is that whoever loses can at least get some kind of crazy enjoyment. Be hilarious. That in, in terms of... And yeah. what, what a world do we live in where Nick Cage is... Starring in Kirk Cameron movie remakes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is... Uh, and, and I, I feel like this is the world. This is what sets about the The Left apocalypse. Behind <laughs> thing is like a big, like... Oh, it's, it's huge. It's oh, all, yeah. There was, there was yeah. video games. There was multiple, mm. like, digital well, DVD Kirk movies. Cameron movie has a couple of sequels. Yeah. 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 So, holy crap. So, yeah. Franchise. What, and Tent a weird, weird time to yeah. do it. Weird, weird actor, I guess, to do him. it with. Well, he'll do anything. Yeah. So, Casey is going to roll Gone Girl versus Left Behind. <laughs> yeah. Let's see what happens here. Yeah. Casey. And if I lose, <laughs> I can't promise this, but if I lose, I'm going to really try to watch the, the Kirk, Kirk Cameron, Cameron one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, probably a good call. Yeah. Uh, Casey has rolled a one. Oh, shit. <laughs> shit. Uh, disregard what I just said. <laughs> I'm rolling, and that's a six. Yeah, it sure is. Awesome. Greg is rolling. Five, five, five. Woo. sweet! I was gonna be fucking pissed if I lost I that know, role. Me too. I, after reading the book, I really need to see this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah I really okay. wanted um, to see it too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, that's a Casey. Winning. Enjoy it. Uh, back to life. Enjoy it. Enjoy, enjoy it. it. Brody Stevens. Yeah. Um, yeah, and let us know. Okay. Next week we'll be talking about those. But for now, mm-hmm. we are gonna get into nine zero oh, two one. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, a relay. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Cut it off. I add more, do, but do, I do, don't. Do 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 do. Oosh oosh oosh. Oosh oosh. Oosh oosh.
I could have done that for another 10 minutes. We are... In my head, I am. We are awful. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we got to open this up just before yep. we get to 90210. Yeah, relay to the, oh, right. to the recap. Right. Our good friend Matt Brown from MAMO. Mm-hmm. Great podcast yes. uh, in Toronto. He messaged on our... He, he left a comment on our previous episode on ModernSuperior.com, and he said, 90210, fun fact for seasons two and three... Fox commissioned a half dozen, quote, summer, end quote, episodes to keep the party rolling all summer long with a lot of O's. He's, he put a lot of O's there. Uh, he <laughs> said, this is why Beach Blanket Brandon exists along with the next four to six episodes or something. So, no, confused <laughs> students were not watching these episodes in the early days of September and wishing for a summer getaway similar to Brandon's, <laughs> Kelly's, and the gang's. Mm-hmm. Uh, besides, those students were too busy experimenting with what they could put in their peach pits. <laughs> Very good. So, thank you. You know, it's too much, though. Yeah. Too much, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> Easy, buddy. Yeah. All right. Rain it in there, pal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, uh, what's this episode? This, I watched uh, episode three, The Party Fish. Oh, shit. It's a weird title. When I think about that now, I wasn't thinking about what I was... I don't know why. The Party Fish. I don't know why it's called that. That's a weird choice. Is there, is there a fish that wears a cool hat There's and a fish thing in it. But yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm the party fish. You guys like cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a message one. Yeah. In this in this yeah. episode, a fish shows up and tries to get guys like co- 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 cocaine. Listen, we're going to have a great night. Then you're going to be sad for three days. <laughs> be really good. Hey, All I'm right. a fish. <laughs> Snort some cocaine off my gills. This is 20 bucks. All right. Uh, the party fish. Starts with Brandon and Dad having breakfast, and Brandon's tired and kind of like, meh. Okay. And Dad's like, what time is it? And he's like, it's 6.30. He's like, better get to work. And Brandon's like, blah. And Dad's like, well, you should, you know, you're down at the beach all day. That's some job. And he's like, listen, Dad, I'm burning the candle at both ends. The only way I know I was at the beach all day is because of sand in my shoes. I was like, yep. And so he complains about his job. <laughs> that's uh, the only way he knows. That's the only way. He, he just might not be out. good at his job. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, he's 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 exhausted. And it's only he's only been working there for a week. Yeah, you know, but oh man, it's a it's a tough life. Anyway, meanwhile at the country club, there's uh, rich old guys playing tennis and arguing about uh, who got what shot in or whatever. And Brandon's like, I saw it, and they're like, whatever the kid says, and he's like, it was in. The guy's like, yeah. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and this guy, sweet uh, this, yeah. this this fella can't remember his name at all. He's but he's got the longest shirt. Ever, I don't know what, how, I don't care what decade you're in. Like they've made a mistake. Lord Byron long shirt. <laughs> He's wearing like a like a golf shirt, like you know, like a, a collared yeah. t-shirt, okay. right? Uh, or a tennis shirt, I guess you could call it. Uh, but it's purple and it's as long. It goes all the way down to the end of his shorts, like the where his legs come out of his shorts. Like uh, like a kicky little miniskirt. Like a total, like yeah, it's like a little, uh, you know, it's his uh, Thursday night dress. It's not quite right for Saturday or yeah. Friday, but you know, you can go uh, out. You still night. want a party. Little cocktail party. And he's yeah. like a, you know, a, a mid to late 40s pudgy guy. Sure. Wearing <laughs> a big purple, purple onesie dress thing. Yeah. And it's just weird. I was like, what that's I'm a big shirt. What I'm picturing right now is very erotic. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it was. I can tell by your wings, Hauser. <laughs> <laughs> My wings, Hauser, uh, taking flight. Yeah, so uh, Giant Shirt is like, comes over and talks to Brandon, and uh, he's ecstatic about the call, and he's like, that's great. And um, the boss guy that Brandon got his job from, I don't know his name, Boss Man. Boss Man. He's like, Mr. I told boss you, man. I told you Brandon was sharp, and then this blonde waitress is like, but you didn't say he was so cute. Uh, and oh she boy. walks away and Brandon's like, what? a hoe. Why does she sound like that? Uh, she's <laughs> a stroke. <laughs> uh, 
Um, so Brandon go. Here's the guy's name, giant shirt, which I, again I don't remember. And I kept on while I was watching it. I'm like, what is his name? I don't understand when people say it. Anyway, <laughs> um, and he finds out that he's a sports promoter of some kind. And his then he's like, oh well, you know my dad, and I still don't understand how he knows his dad. But he's like, oh Jim Wallace, I hear he's trying to join the club. Uh, or he's he's trying to join, which I didn't know if he was joining the firm or the country club. It's the country club is what he means, but that wasn't clear, and so I still don't know how they knew each other. He's a sports promoter. Well, yeah, and I was I was trying, yeah, sports okay. promoter. Okay, not what in does that sports. Mean? I don't know. I was gonna say if he was in sports, <laughs> he just runs around going, sports is great. <laughs> <laughs> you guys check out sports this week. Uh, and now, okay. I because uh, I uh, didn't watch the I don't know if you guys touched on it now at the end of season one dad decides no we're not gonna go and do what my boss yes. wants like so does he have a job yes because yeah, I, I think I, after he says no he gets like they're they're like oh okay well we're gonna promote you here right he says like oh then I got doubled the salary or there's no some, double uh, the yeah, salary yeah, white happened. people problems what I don't know great no, <laughs> I think he just I think he was like fuck the new job I'm just gonna keep my old my old job no, is that what you can do I think no that no that's not what you can do great so anyway, I was just curious about that. It has nothing to do with this. Um, so, yeah, so he chats with the sports promoter guy, and they think that's great. And then he's at the beach, and Dylan shows up, and he's like, uh, you know, the guy who owns this place, he's pretty cool, man, because uh, even though my dad's not a member here anymore, I can still park my board here. And I'm like, that's great. <laughs> yeah. and still what? Park his board there. Oh, his board. Yeah, his surfboard. I heard something about pork. <laughs> I can still pork his board, so he's a cool guy. <laughs> I'm like, that's yeah. going to be my new euphemism for sex. So I was parking my board. Porking this board? <laughs> no. No. Oh. <laughs> no. Oh, yep. Oh, boy. Parking my pork. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so, yeah, they're chatting, and they see the blonde waitress who uh, works at the country club, too. Is that Brandon was cute? And they're looking at her, and they're like, hey... Uh, she's attractive or something like that. Um, and then uh, Brandon tells Dylan that he's sorry about him and Brenda. And Brenda and Dylan says, don't worry, man. Things happen. Big Jimbo must be skying. And I was like, what? That literally, that's what he said. He's like, hey, man, I'm sorry about you and Brenda. And he's like, hey, whatever. Things happen. Big Jimbo must be skying. Must be ha- like happy sky happy. high. Sky high. Is he's Big up, Jimbo up in the clouds. a person? <laughs> That's what he calls his boner. <laughs> Big Jimbo is skying. That I assume is their dad, Jim Walsh, is the. Uh, oh, big, Jim. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah Big Jimbo. Big Jimbo. Big Jimbo must have a big boner. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that he's got a shot with uh, Brenda. Yeah. yeah. Okay, boner. so then we cut to Brenda in drama class of some kind. I, and then I was confused. I'm like, is this summer break or is she at school? Because yeah. they're all in this drama class. Summer school. Summer yeah, school. Summer school. Yeah. Drama, drama summer school. Yeah. Yeah. Because Casey made that uh, weird. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, were yeah like, right. What? Right. I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of stupid. It's anyway. very stupid. So she's, and we cut to her in class, and she's telling a story. She's, this is fucking worst, and like they have no ideas. Anyway, Brenda is telling a story about getting lost on the escalators at the mall, <laughs> and she's going to smell her mom's old coat to tap into the emotions of the experience. Uh, <laughs> first of all, I have many good questions. idea. <laughs> Second of all, this is not so much the, the if you remember the drama class that happened in the one that that, that I did the week before uh, um 
it, they all just got up and told stories. But this is not so much a drama class as it is a telling stories yeah, that's class. What, yeah. yeah, and she's like, so she can't. She's not telling the story of getting lost on the escalators in the mall. Good. Uh, so she's got to smell her mom's old coat for the uh, sensory, you know, connection yeah. to the yeah. emotions of the story. Again, yeah, this isn't acting. This is you know no. anecdote class. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anecdote and smelling class. Right. Uh, then they're they're in the hallway, and old Andrea's like, "Hey, Brenda, Brenda, you did great." And Brenda's like, "Yeah, the tears came, but they felt forced." I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Smell the coat and cried in class. You're an idiot. <laughs> uh, so uh, she's. Uh, what do we got here? Um, Kelly can't believe that Brenda won't go to the beach because she wants to work on this sense memory stuff some more. So David shows up and says stuff because he has, has to be in an episode yeah. oh by the way his dancing in that opening in the opening credits, credits just like ugh awesome and his dance face where he's like oh whoa was I dancing <laughs> at you <laughs> whoa oh oh is there a camera there I was just dancing on her <laughs> over here <laughs> He, he he straddles the line between flailing and dancing yeah, so very fucking tightly, brilliantly. Yeah. What a pile of shit he is. So he has to be there for something. <laughs> he says, he's just like, no, Brenda's right and blah, blah, blah. Well, she's not I smell go. everything. I-, <laughs> I smell all the things I run across. I smelled that coat, too, and I cried for a week. <laughs> Anyway, once uh, he well, Brenda's not going to the beach. Can I have her seat? And they're all like, what? And anyway, that's the end of him in this episode. Good. Um, and, Come back with uh, some dance moves. So Brenda's standing there, and uh, uh, <laughs> and Andrea stays behind. She's like, listen, I think I know why you don't want to go to the beach, and it's not sense memory. You don't want to see Dylan. And Brenda's like, oh, yeah, it's true. Uh, and Andrea's like, hmm, that's interesting. Hey, has Brandon said anything about me? <laughs> it's like, why would Real you? Real subtle. All right, yeah. And, and 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 Brenda just looks like away, like kind of at the floor, like. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. God, he said you yeah. were hella old. <laughs> yeah. If you're so old, uh, why aren't you smarter than this? <laughs> you should know better than to do this. Uh, so then, back at the beach club. Uh, Brandon, Brandon, Jesus Christ, that's irritating. I know, right? <laughs> it's super hard. <laughs> Brandon is flirting with the ra- wa- uh, with the waitress girl, and she says something. The one who talks like this. And uh, Sandy, her name is Sandy, and she mentions she, she says something, and he mentions Great Gatsby, and she says that she's read it, but probably before he was born, and and then she's like, "How old are you anyway?" And Brandon's like, "How old do you want me to be?" Oh. And she's like, creepy, goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Weird, you teenager. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then we cut to at home. And at home, Brenda is on the phone with her granny. That's what she says, granny. Uh, talking about her stupid acting class. Her parents are getting ready to go to the beach club. And Brenda says she can't go because she's talking to granny. But really, she doesn't want to see Dylan. Um, then I noticed that it's. I've only been watching this episode for nine minutes oh, and thirty three seconds. I had that. I had that same moment. The, uh, my my episode last week. Yeah. I, I was watching it for what seemed like an hour and a half, yeah, and I was yeah, like, yeah. "It's only fifteen minutes." Yeah, yeah. It wasn't yeah. even at ten minutes. Couldn't believe it. Anyway. So, uh, and I, yeah, so she's talking to her grandmother on the phone, like, yeah, so then I was telling a story about when I was at the mall, and they're like, you should really, like, get in touch with your emotions, and I, I, this poor grandmother on the other end is like, won't you just let me die? <laughs> <laughs> and then when she, when they're like, hey, Brenda, why don't you come to the club with us, the grandmother must have been like, go, 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 go. She's like, yeah. no, I'm not going to go, I'm going to stay here and talk to Granny. Yeah. 
Oh, uh, poor old lady. Yeah. Uh, the grandma's there. probably like just dead on the other line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello? My bills. Hello? Yeah. All right. Um, so then at the beach club, Brandon's flirting some more, trying really hard. She's older. They never get into how old. Uh, his parents show up as potential new members, and the giant purple shirt sports agent fella, sports promoter guy, uh, he takes a liking to Brandon. And then once that happens, uh, Sandy, the waitress, gives Brandon the cold shoulder. Then it's at night, and everyone's still at the club, and Steve shows up, and there's some kind of beach party thing where they're going to watch the some type of fish have sex. <laughs> uh, well, well, there's your party fish. What does he call it? It's the some the the some kind of fish. I'm never going to remember the, uh, the, the something sex run. Fish. Yeah, the party the, the party the sex something fish. run where a bunch of these fish all come up on the shore. To oh yeah, make, yeah. You know, I don't know the name, but I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, and he's like, "Yeah, it's gonna be great, Brandon. Let's do it." <laughs> and He's Brandon's like, oh, sounds like cool. And he's like, you should bring the blonde lady there, Sandy. So he asks her, and she's cold. And he's like, why? And she's like, you didn't introduce me to your parents. He's like, I didn't think you'd care. She's like, I don't like people from Beverly Hills. And he's like, there's a fish orgy. And she's like, I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, so then the next morning at home, Brandon and Brenda are talking. And he's like, there was no fish orgy. And Brenda asks, <laughs> what a crock. Yeah, what a bunch of shit. Stupid Beverly Hills and Brenda's like, "How old is Sandy anyway?" And he goes, "I don't know." Uh, and she's like, "How old uh, do you want her to be?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> she's like, uh, uh, "Well, if she won't tell you, That's that like means she's probably the- pretty. She's probably old." And Brandon's like, "Yeah, no." <laughs> and then I was like, "Oh, poor Andrea. He is an older lady. Yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> so um, true." God, my notes are giving me hell today. I'm sorry. There we go. Okay. Um, so then where are we now? Uh, it's breakfast. Yeah, they go downstairs and dad's down there and the uh, dad's like, listen, I'm not joining the club. Look, it's, st- it's silly to spend all that money. We're trying to put money away from college for you and I don't like hobnobbing. And Brandon flips out and he's like, what the hell, dad? I don't even know why he's mad. Like, his parents are going to be part of the club. I know he works there and stuff, but like... Yeah, who cares? Don't you want to go to college? Don't you... You're a teenager. Don't you not want your parents to be at your work all the time? Jesus. (laughs) He's a weirdo, though. Oh, at the beginning... He's he's, a fucking weirdo. When he's all griping about being tired and not wanting to go to work, he's like, or dad, you could just like finance half my car and then I could have a summer... You know, oh. and he's like, "Go to work, idiot." Yeah. Which, by the way, at one point during the last season, they totally offered to do, and he was yeah. like, "No, nah, don't worry about it." Yeah, yeah. Ah, what a psycho. get it together, Jesus yeah. Christ, Brandon. Brandon. Constancy, so, douche. At the beach club, Brandon's playing tennis with giant purple shirt, <clears throat> and he's just bitching about his dad, and just like, you know, I want, and he's like, "Hey, oh, poor kid, you don't have a summer. What are you supposed to have a summer when you're older? It won't happen." And then Brandon goes and talks to Sandy, and then they decide they're going to go off together, and they ride a two-person bike, and it's hilarious. <laughs> and they ride it along the boardwalk, and then they go by to the beach, and they chat, and they make out, and then they get back on the bike, and they bike past Dylan, who just stares at them. And I was like, well, that's weird. But then the next yeah. scene is uh, Brandon's back at work, and Dylan shows up at the club to tell Brandon that Sandy is not the right person for him at all. And Brandon's like, is this your way of telling me you slept with her? And Dylan's like, it's my way of telling you that if you don't go into this with your eyes open, somebody's probably going to get hurt. Okay. And then Brandon's like, yeah, well, maybe you should have said that to my sister before you banged her. Ooh. And Dylan's like, whoa. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Offside. Yeah, totally. Like, you just told him everything was cool, like, a couple of scenes ago. Yeah. I'm only at, like, the 15-minute mark here, you know. Settle down, crazy Brandon. <laughs> but off he goes again, and Dylan's like, oh, listen, all right. I'm just saying, man, you've been warned. Like, it's, you know, I'm warning you. Like, things are dangerous there. 
And he's like, yeah, well, you know, you broke my sister's heart. <laughs> and Dylan's like, hey, other way around. Anyway, so I was like, Which well, he's totally right. Yeah, no, Dylan's trying to do the nice thing here again and getting yelled at by one of the Walsh's. Um, yeah, yeah, I was just like, well, there it is. There's crazy Brandon. I haven't seen him yeah, yet. Yeah, this yeah, season, yeah. and here he is. <laughs> um, so where are we here? Um, giant shirt uh, sports guy wants to finance Brandon's new car. He's like, you're going to come work for me, which is like be my gopher, but it's not really doing anything, and I'll help you get that 65 Mustang convertible that you want. And so Brandon's ecstatic about this and tells his dad about it. His dad is not happy about this and doesn't really get into why. He's just like, whatever and stuff, and then he's yelling at his dad, and uh, then Brandon's bitching about dad to Brenda, but Brenda's like, yeah, you know, I think dad's right. It's kind of weird that some rich guy wants to pay you next to nothing to, you know, uh, or pay you a whole bunch for doing nothing and give you a yeah. car. It's kind of bizarre. Totally. Yeah, and Brandon's really like, weird. come on, man. And then the next morning, Brandon goes uh, and finds mom's like, hey, his dad's still mad. And, Br- and mom's like, no, he's out of town overnight uh, for work. But he said, whatever you want to do with the giant shirt guy is fine. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm paraphrasing. Uh, oh, quick. <laughs> <laughs> and which, so dad's like, listen, be your own man. Do whatever you want. And Brandon flips out about this. And is like, what? He's not even here? He can't even find the time to deal with me. Blah! God damn, you're so crazy, Brandon. Holy shit. Not easy, Judgey Look. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then we're back at the club, and Brandon's talking to Giant Shirt McGee, and he's like, uh, he's going to go for it. He's going to do the job. He's going to be his own man. And then Brandon's talking to Sandy, and she's all cold and angry again. Then at home, Brenda is wearing the coat and walking in circles, yelling, Mommy, Mommy, where are you? Mommy, 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 uh, where are you? Mommy, for a while. Oh, my God, really? Yeah. I want to see that. <laughs> it was pretty amazing. Yeah. And, and you'll get sky high. And Dad walks, in, Dad walks into this, and he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> but it doesn't have the reaction I would want. If I walked in and saw my 18-year-old daughter walking in circles wearing a winter coat in the middle of July in, in California screaming, mommy, mommy, mommy. Yeah. He's more like, let's down and chat. Uh, uh, he knows what's going on, and he's like, uh, and he reminds her of when when all this happened. He's like, yeah, you cried a bit at the end when you thought you were lost, but when you were on the escalators, you were having a wonderful time. So on she, the escalators, <laughs> you were a simple child. <laughs> uh, uh, oh man! Because when you were talking about this earlier in the episode, I didn't realize she was pretending to be a kid. I, for some reason, I was just like, you were lost like no. recently at the mall. No. <laughs> <laughs> she got lost. She like, got lost. I was like, oh, okay. stupid Brenda. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just cluing into this thing now. Yep. So uh, they have a chat about that, and she's like, uh-huh. Anyway, back at the club, Steve and Brandon are talking about Sandy and giant purple shirt. God damn these notes. Giant purple shirt. Notes work. Notes Giant purple shirt gives Brandon a BMW convertible to go try out. And then he's like, oh, darn. By the way, while you're trying out the BMW, will you please go pick up my wife and drive her home because she's drunk? <laughs> oh, man. This is awesome. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, that sounds fine. <laughs> um, so he does. And then the, the wife, to bombshell. And she's like, he just likes to hire young boys to drive drunk me around so he can hook up with Sandy. Oh, and Brandon's like, oh, boom, bombshelled me. I didn't care for it. Um, So he goes and he confronts Sandy. And she's like, listen, you don't know me, and I don't need to be told what to do or what to think about my life by some teenager. And Brandon's like, why don't you go run to your sugar daddy? He's the one who pays your bills anyway. But And he's standing right there. He comes out from around the corner, purple shirt, and he's like, whoa. And then Brandon holds up the BMW keys and just, like, flicks them. Like, blah. Yeah. I'm out. 
He's morally outraged. Yes, morally. Uh, it's, it's stunning how mad he is at Sugar Daddy and stuff. God, I hate him so much. <laughs> and then at home that night, Dad, Brandon walks in. Dad's asleep in a chair in the living room when he wakes up. And Dad tells Brandon the real reason he won't join the club is just money. Can't afford it. It's crazy. But gives him his blessing to go work for Giant Shirt. And Brandon's like, God damn. Dad's so Can't nice. Can't do it. Yeah. Uh, giant Purple Shirt and Brandon have a talk. <clears throat> and uh, Purple Shirt's like threatening Brandon. He's like, and I talked to your boss anyway, so have fun at your next job, kid. <clears throat> and so Brandon goes and uh, talks to, <laughs> he talks to his boss. And he's like, am I fired? And he's like, no, he told me to fire you, but I said I'd take it under advisement. I'm not going to because, you know, money doesn't buy everything around here. Yeah. He's like, what about Sandy? And he's like, she quit. And he's like, well, I guess that's all right. And then they watch Young and the Restless together. Well, at least I, at least I ruined one person's life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they like he's like, yeah, you're not fired. Let's watch Young and the Restless. Okay. Oh yeah, because he mentioned that he mentioned in my episode too. The boss was like, don't ever interrupt yeah, Young and the Restless. Yeah. I will end you. Yeah, that all makes sense. Yeah. So then we cut to drama class, and Brenda is it's telling her escalator story, but all happy this time and not scared. Okay, she's like, oh, I was having there. fun. I wasn't scared to be alone yeah. then, so I'm not <laughs> scared to be alone now. Let's all go to the beach. Yay! So they can go to the beach. And now we're back at the club. Uh, giant purple shirts playing tennis, and Brandon's kind of like, whatever, makes a call on the tennis, and they're going to be fine now. And Sandy's leaving her job because she quit. Yeah. But it's like she's leaving an office job because she's like got a big box full of stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> you're a waitress at a country club. Why like, do you have think a you, stapler? Yeah, all, all this shit you have there. I don't have no idea. And then Brandon and Dylan talk, and they're fine. And then the gang's all here. And Steve comes up. Steve had a side plot, too, where he was walking around with some girl who looked like she was 11. And uh, and he's like, uh, uh, she want, doesn't want to be with me. She, uh, she says we just should just be friends. And Brandon's like, well, that's okay, I guess. He's like, yeah, but look who she's into. And she's with David. And Steve's like, well, I lost a girl to David. <laughs> she doesn't want to be with me. She's got a Nintendo yeah, now. So now the gang's all here. Everyone's together. And they go down to the beach. And then finally, there's a fish orgy. And they're all like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at those And that's how the episode ends. Guitar solo over fish orgy. Great. I don't know what I learned. That's how most of But you watched an episode that had a fish orgy. I've never had any episodes with fish orgies. Show the fish party fish. Yeah. That's what this episode's called. I mean, they were considering canceling it after they showed the hardcore fish orgy. So much full frontal. Matt Brown doesn't know that tidbit. Yeah. Yeah. Fish, party fish. Full fish frontal. What does it mean, party fish? Yeah. There weren't any parties. The fish, the fish the, get the down. End, just that. Just, they get down nudie get down. You go, Yeah, you like to party? Yeah, yeah you like to yeah, party. Wanna, uh, party on my fish dick. <laughs> <laughs> Look at all them dicks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brandon just like, it was so much Brandon in this episode. Yeah. Like only cutting here and there to Bre- Brenda smelling a coat and trying to be sad. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> what a wild subplot. Oh, I, my God. I yeah. was trying Stupid. to be sad by smelling the coat, but then my dad told me to be happy. So I'm Son happy. I'm happy. Anyway, I really enjoyed he anecdote class. He should have sang her a song on his Casio about being <laughs> yeah. Don't you remember? You oh, like the escalator. Yeah. I wrote a song about it. Need some cheering up? Well, I'm going to set the Casio to rumba. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> It's not even 6 p.m. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is somewhere. <laughs> this, yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, Brandon's so nuts. Yeah. What a crazy fella he is. I feel <laughs> like there was something else I wanted to talk about about this episode, but I don't remember what it is. I thought I made a note. I don't see one. What a bummer. Good story. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. I'm looking at my notes. I'm like, there's something else in here. Yeah. But there isn't. Okay. 
Um, there isn't. Well, I'm up next week. <laughs> yep. I will consult with Wikipedia this time, so I don't watch uh, the wrong episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, oh. 90210 yeah, Relay will continue through season two. Yes. Yeah, we're going to keep it going. We got we got to catch up. We got to figure out what's going to happen with the pregnancy, because that hasn't really resolved itself, has it? No. Well, oh, the pregnancy? well you know, Brandon and- Yeah. Or Brandon, Brenda. She went to the, she went yeah. to the, uh, <clears throat> oh, the gynecologist yeah. and got her- You're period. right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. And uh, Dylan and Brenda, just before the fish orgy started, were kind of chummy on the beach. Oh, chummy? Yeah. Where she, where, and she says to him, she says, while not looking at him, like looking thoughtfully at the stars, she's like, you know what? It's really nice being here with you without being here with you. And he's like, uh. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. that's a bitchy thing. You sure she didn't he's say? Like, you mean like as a real good friend? <laughs> And she's like, or something. And he's like, or oh, something more. And she's like, something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Are you and sure she like, <laughs> weirdly smells her hair? And we cut away from that. So, yeah, I don't know. I guess I, I imagine we're going to get into the will they will or they won't, or won't they? they? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Are you sure she didn't say, fuck. hey, Dylan, what happens when a fish swims near a shark? What? <laughs> Holy mackerel. <laughs> Fit. Oh, uh, because he bites holes in the mackerel. Uh-huh. Uh, I get uh-huh. the joke now. There you go. Oh, um, well, good golly. Yeah, next week we'll do more 90210. Yes, yeah, Relay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for now, we're going to wrap up the episode with another installment of TV Dad Cage Match. We yeah. got the band here. They're going to play the theme song. The Let's do it up. God, great as always, pitch yeah. perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, we're going to yeah. continue in our uh, long-running efforts to pit TV dads in a fight to the death in yep. Thunderdome, and we sure. will end up with one TV dad to rule them all. Right. Yeah. Uh, we did this with serial mascots. We did it with uh, heroes and villains and all. Just just heroes. heroes. Uh, well, just heroes. And breakfast cereal mascots. Yeah. Is there another one? Is this third? No, I think it's the third one. one right? Yeah. Yeah. I'll dedicate this TV Dad cage match to Matt Bain for the shout out on the previous one. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So this was for you, buddy. Yeah. <clears throat> so right. uh, and it's a good one today. We have uh, Al Bundy. Yeah, we do from Married to Children. Mm-hmm. I think maybe a favorite. One of the one of the like three or four favorites we have going on in this. Whole yeah, thing. certainly. I think Al Bundy's got some uh, clout. Yeah. Going up against uh, George Owen, who's uh, Bob Euchre from Mr. Belvedere. Yeah. 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 Okay, so let me see what going. We're in Thunderdome with weapons. Two dads enter. One dad leaves. Uh, first dad, Al Bundy. His weapon is rolling the dice. It's a four special purpose. Uh, Al Bundy's Al special Bundy purpose? I feel like purpose. he had okay. special purpose. I think he did, too. I think he scored five touchdowns of murder. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, for Paul Kai. Um, all right, and George Owen has a three. He's got the, uh, what do you call that? The... Uh, Spear with a blade on the end. Right. Yeah, what do you call that? Spear. Uh, spear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Just go ahead and mm. call it a spear. Okay, so those are our dads. Those are their weapons. Yeah. 
Al Bundy is going to have special purpose. We'll figure that out, I guess, as we go along. Both these men have been here before. They know what the scoop is. Yeah. Al Bundy, he's a shoe salesman. Uh, sports sports legend of Polk High. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and generally sad with life. Um, and then George Owen from Mr. Belvedere, uh, which you've just pulled up a picture of Mr. Belvedere, who, of course, made an <laughs> appearance at our show. He and his testicles. He and his giant balls. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do people, have we talked about why we, because of Pat, uh, Patrick Hewitt, is that his name? Hewitt? Uh, Christopher Hewitt. Christopher Hewitt. Because he famously he sat or, on his balls. <laughs> yeah, his I balls. don't know if we if we actually mentioned that. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. The, well, I mean, this is urban legend, right? That uh, on the set of uh, Mr. Belvedere, uh, <laughs> apparently uh, Christopher Hewitt, who who played uh, Mr. Belvedere, has a uh, uh, very low hanging balls, <laughs> and uh, and they just got they got yeah, the better of him. Too fast. They got underneath. You can them. sit on your balls. It happens. Uh, I've never sat on my. Never balls. sat weird and like kind of caught your balls in a way like. Well, hey, you should do it. Sometimes you'll catch them like between your thighs or something. Yeah, like yeah. That. I guess That'll that's happen. more. Yeah, yeah. But not not full on like sitting <laughs> upon yeah, yeah. your balls. Wesley. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's a name for his balls. Calls yeah. His balls. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I sat on Wesley. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Wesley. <laughs> Um, I think I hurt left Wesley more than right. Yeah, oh. and actually, uh, uh, Jimmy Kane brought to uh, to our attention that uh, because it was, uh, I wanted to have him uh, bouncing around on his oh, giant balls. Right, yeah. yeah, that was something that they did on South Park. Yeah, they had uh, uh, Mr. Belvedere. On no, ball? not no, Mr. No, Belvedere, but just today. somebody was bouncing around on giant balls. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. amazing. All right. But it wasn't Mr. Belvedere. It was not. Unfortunately, it was South not. Park uh, did that's it. That's how you went wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, uh, Bob Euchre played the dad on the sitcom Mr. Belvedere. Yeah. Uh, and he was a uh, sportscaster, right? Yeah. That his job on the show? I or think that... so. Well, I mean, he was a sportscaster. In real life, I know that. Yeah, yeah. But he's, uh, oh, he's like a sports writer, I think. Yeah, right. On Mr. Belvedere. He was a sportscaster in... Major League. That's correct. Yeah, just, just a bit outside. A bit outside. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, he's a befuddled dad. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's uh, lost in his machoism. He's totally like a, uh, you know, cookie cutter '80s sitcom dad. Yeah. Yeah. He's a little wacky. Old thinks Comrogeny. he's a little, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't think the ladies can do it right. Yeah. Am I right? Uh. uh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man! So um, they 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 enter, they enter. Top gets slammed shut. Yep. Bell rings. Uh, Al Bundy's got his special purpose that we yeah, may get we'll to. See. And so what does uh, there, you know, empty hands? What does uh, other dad? <laughs> George, George Owen. Other dad. George other dad. What's he got? He's got the spear of the blade in the end. All right. George yeah. has the spear of the blade. Uh-huh. Um. We don't know what Al Bundy's up to yet. Who no, no. Is, they've been here before? What happens? Do they do? Uh, well, last who, time wait, I, he did get special purpose last time, I and mean, we did incorporate his five touchdowns. Right? Um, do does he have the same special purpose this time? No. Well, he could if he wants, but yeah. you know, I mean, there's. I other say things. we see so we, we see what happens. Evil. What would you like, buddy? Yeah. See what happens. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. So, uh, well. As as yet, uh, Al Bundy has no weapon right. on him, so he looks defenseless. That's true. And uh, Bob Euchre, yeah, uh, he's got the spear, so he sees himself yeah. as having. And he's the, a smaller man, yeah, than uh, Bundy. Yeah. yeah, he's a pretty big guy. Yeah, 
Um, so I think he's probably going to see this because he is kind of he's a sports guy. Like you get in there, you know, yeah. get it. You know, he's probably going to take this as his opportunity to charge. He's yeah. got the he's got the uh, advantage. He's yep. going to fucking do it. He's got to go. Yeah. So he yeah. starts running at him with the spear. I think. Yeah. Like, yes. You know, some kind of battle cry. All right. Belvedere. <laughs> um, yeah. Now, Bundy, you know, uh, what is he? A shoe salesman. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's part of the uh, men's group, No Ma'am. Yeah. Uh, he likes flushing toilets. Yeah. He's beaten down by life. <laughs> yeah. Ba-woosh. Hates his fucking wife. Ba-woosh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, hates his uh, next door neighbor. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got a lot of hate in him. Falls off that roof all the time. Yeah. All the time. All the time. Um, is what brings him joy? Uh, John beer. Wayne movies. John yeah. Wayne movies. Hand beer. In the, hand in the pants. Hand in the pants. Yep. Uh, uh, denying his wife sex. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no peg. <laughs> yeah. Uh, man. Woo. Um. Oh. So boy. okay, okay. <laughs> George is coming at him. Yeah. Yeah. Um. If, okay, I, I think Gorman, get, if your special skills were hating your well, shoes. I don't think he's going to bust it out yet. I think George is coming at him, and I yeah. think uh, Bundy gets his old football uh, memory jogged and does some kind of like eke out. Yeah. Kind of like dodges him, and uh, yep. George kind of runs into the wall and has to kind of get his bearings and turn around again. Right. And now I think Bundy knows what's up. Yeah. He knows that George is going to come at him again. Right. And he's now understanding of sort of that this is going to happen and has to think like, well, now that he comes at me, how am I going to take him out? All right. So mm-hmm. how does he do that? Uh, I don't think he's necessarily going to bust out the special purpose yet because no, I think no. he's capable enough to maybe disarm yeah, or already, punch him or yeah, something. Yeah, he's a big guy and he it's not like he made up the football thing. He did do it. He yeah. yeah. out a spear. And I, yeah. think, I think he hates his life so much yeah. that he sees a guy coming at him with a spear and he's like, I don't fear you. Uh, Fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is happening. Yeah. Uh, but the old football instincts kick in. Right. So, uh, uh, so okay. So we've got... So uh, he's coming back at him with the spear. Right. Yeah. Does he maybe dodge the spear, but then kind of like spear him, you know, and like grab his midsection and pick and him go up? Go for a little tackle. Go for a little kinda. tackle. Yeah, all right. Maybe so, maybe. Okay, so he slams mm-hmm. him down. Yeah. You know, maybe the uh, spear falls out of his hand, rolls away. All right, so now it's mano a mano. Yeah, that spear does. They're yeah, hando uh, the hando. Hando uh-huh. hando. Yeah. So, uh, uh, so now we just got a fisty fight. Yes. Yeah. But we got a good old fashioned a fisty uh, fight with one. somebody that has some kind of a special purpose. Yeah. What mm. if his special purpose is to reach down into his pants <laughs> and pull out beer and get wasted? <laughs> All right. Okay. And maybe uh, so. Oh, you know what? And I'll, uh, maybe this is what's going on here. Well, he, when he is working at his job, yeah. he cannot stand putting uh, uh, small shoes yeah. on, on big fat women. On big fat women yeah. who don't know the shoe size. Yeah. So his special purpose, though, is you know how Thunderdome is like. Uh, it's a it's like a it's like a cage, right? Yeah. yeah. There's like holes and stuff like that. People can hang in and look. Yeah. And there's a there's a gigantic lady sitting watching with her feet hanging through, <laughs> like her legs are hanging through the cage while she's sitting and watching. Right. So and they're in the fisty fight, and he's able to stun George Owen because he's not as good of a fisty fighter. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I don't know how's he going to do this here. I, I'm thinking of some kind <laughs> of way of him shoving these legs inside of him, making it for, forcing. George Owen onto these giant feet, much like the tiny shoes. Oh, oh! So he's making the big fat woman wear, wear George, George Owen, Owen like a, a pair of tiny shoes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, is he now? Is he? 
uh, how is he slipping George Owen onto the feet? I I'm, mean, is I'm, he... I'm really going with the butthole. Here. Yeah, Go well, you, <laughs> you gotta figure. <laughs> it. Gross. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, now I'm picturing like a moccasin. You know yeah, how yeah. a moccasin sort of like it kind of bunches here at the, yeah. at the um, uh, uh, like at the ankle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm picturing sure. that, but like a butthole. Right. Yeah. Around yeah, his, yeah. around the lady's around ankles. That, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then and she's like, it's too tight. It's too tight. And he's like, I know, ma'am. And then so he slides it off yeah. and goes to the other foot, uh, mouth first, I think. Okay. See, it's a little bigger hole. Uh, One would assume. Well, she's got hole. two feet. Two feet. And he's got a mouth and a butthole. <laughs> Look, I ain't no math magician or nothing, <laughs> but. Uh, how, did this, how does this kill him? <laughs> Because so far you guys are just playing with him like a cat and a mouse, like corpse that's yeah. not quite dead yet. Uh, listen, I had three coffees today. <laughs> I'm frankly out of steam. So he's got a foot up the butt and a foot yep. in his mouth. And there's a cat inside your cup oh, of water. Man. Oh man, <laughs> Frank put his face in Casey's drink. <laughs> yeah, that's his new. That's thing. a great. Yeah, yeah. That's a good cat move. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you think, Dan Gorman? Is he gonna uh, make a fat lady wear George Owen like a pair of shoes that are connected? Um. I I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think maybe he gets tired of doing this because both the okay, mouth and the butt's it's not not very fitting. uncomfortable. It's yeah. not fitting him. So it's foot and mouth, foot yeah. and butt. He not realizes that fatal. that he is not George is not the shoe for her. No, and so no. he brings him back. He pulls him back down, and now he's kind of you know George is dazed. I mean, he's just had a foot in two of his orifices. <laughs> yeah. Um. So now I think he needs to lay the final blow. And right. I think what's another what is another way for Bundy to do that? Is he gonna pull out some kind of a big toilet and give him yeah, a Yeah, is big... there a plumbing system inside Thunderdome? I feel like somebody from Mr. Belvedere like cause he didn't like George Owen wasn't the right pair of shoes. Somebody has to be. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. This woman's this woman shouldn't go away yeah. without Wesley wearing it. Maybe it's too small. Maybe yeah, it's the sm- guy that everyone thinks was yeah, it's Marilyn, Marilyn Manson. Manson. <laughs> okay, so anyway, he puts Marilyn Manson on this lady's feet and she's, she's happy and she's totally satisfied. Yeah. <laughs> I just I'm sorry, I had to tie up that one. Yeah, Fair okay. Enough. It was Poor lady's yeah. feet are out there in the open. Yeah, uh, yeah. Is there a toilet in Thunderdome? Is I, give gr- I think there is. I oh, think absolutely. I think he uh, finds a little corner where there's a little toilet, and yeah. he pops open the top. Yeah, and I think he shoves uh, George's head in there and gives him some swirlies. Yeah, yep. yeah. Swirlies him to death. Yeah, death swirlies. Yeah, death swirl. Oh, that's yeah. terrible. Yeah. <laughs> well. That's how I want to go. And then when he brings uh, the fi- when he brings the final swirly on- down on his head and pulls it back, and George's face is bloodied from the swirly. Yeah, bloodied. Uh, yeah. Part of it is oh. gone. He's been swirling so much for the, hours the and hours and hours that, the, that. Well, <laughs> I mean, also like the he's smashing is. his head into the ceramic. No, okay. so oh, it's and kind I of see, like I felt like it was like uh, the water is the suction is just and that parts of his face off. Yeah, because mm. this has been like days. Yeah, days yeah. now has this has been going on, and as he brings it back up, as the life leaves. From George's eyes, blood falls from his nose into the toilet, and it swirls down like in Psycho. Oh, <laughs> nice artistic death. Yeah, yeah. And then, as a victory lap, uh, Al uh, uh, refuses to have sex with his wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there right. you go. Al uh, does it again. I think that one got away from us a little bit, but that's okay. Yeah. We all knew <laughs> Al Bundy was going to win. It was just a matter of finding a disgusting way to do it. Yeah, yeah. and at least somebody. Got worn as a pair of shoes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at least there was one foot in one butt. Yeah. 
<laughs> inside. Well, more of this next week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you don't think yeah. that there's going to be buttholes uh, <laughs> involved in a lot of this thing, you got another thing coming. Uh-huh. It's true. <laughs> well, well, next week next we got week. another two fighters, and it's going to be good. That's right. uh, more TV dads fighting to the death. We will, as I said, have one that will reign victorious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um but until then, uh, I didn't mention it off the top, but if you'd like to reach us, you can email us. If you want to send us a line, you can go to your favorite email uh, website, whether it's email.com or gmail.com, or if you're still on Hotmail. I don't know. A lot of people... Maybe go you're at, to the email website. Maybe you're in the office and you're using Outlook. You can type you know? in the uh, computer letters. Yeah. You're uh, at work. You're at work, and you want to, you know, blow off some steam, and you want to use your official outlook from work, and yeah. send us, drop us a line. Just type in info at modernsuperior dot com and uh, continue on with the writing of your message. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then you're gonna want to click send. <laughs> yeah. Now let me tell you how to do that. Um, but otherwise, you can find us online at Modern Superior. Yesterday mm-hmm. was. Uh, National Podcast Day. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, it's Wednesday now, but uh, you can still celebrate it all week long. Go uh, tell your friends to listen to podcasts. Make yeah. your own podcasts if Do you'd it. like. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, you can go to modernsuperior.com and you can listen to Two Turn Tables and a Bottle of Wine. Uh, the Do-Over's got a new episode. Lonely Nights with Bruce Douglas has a new episode. Mm-hmm. Faculty of Horror just dropped one. They're coming left and right from Modern Superior. We got tons more Time Bandits on the way. Yeah. Uh, drink Along, have one at the, from the cottage. Tons of stuff. Am I forgetting anyone? No, I'm not sure. Right. I mean, uh, every day can be National Podcast exactly. Day. Exactly. Make every day yeah. National Podcast Day. And you Wait, can, if it's National Podcast Day, what yeah. nation? Uh, is it Canada specifically? I'm or not is sure. It the America? It was a hashtag. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Probably America, I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, but you can they also follow us on social media at SYNWPC. Or you can go to twitter.com slash SYNWPC or facebook.com slash SYNWPC for that matter. Mm-hmm. Um, just type that in somewhere on the internet and you'll find us. And uh, other than that, what else? That's it? I guess just uh, go ahead and fuck Gene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We will see you next Wednesday, internet. Goodbye. Yeah, straight cash, homie. Straight cash, homie. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad that that's going to stick around. <laughs> All right. See There's you next Wednesday. There's a ghost Wednesday. at the end of Will Smith. Yeah. Presentation of the Modern Superior Media Network. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.